and welcome into another edition of Heavy Hitters right here on the Radio Voice of Kutztown University, KUR. This is KUR 1670. You can also listen on places like MyTuner or TuneIn. Hello, everybody, and thank you all for listening to today's show. I am joined by my wonderful co-host, as always, Mitchell Smedley. He's repping the Eagles hat. It is full swing. And the Eagles swing. jacket. And the Eagles jacket. Forgot to mention that. We are fully immersed in the NFL season. We got NFL Week 10? We're halfway there. Yes. Whoa. Yes. That is that is true. Eagles That's a good song. Undefeated. Yes, because Eagles have their bias and it makes me remember it's week 10. Yes, it is week 10 of the NFL season. And we are also going to be covering week 11 of college football later on the show. College. And we have... Football, MLB, free agency updates. So we have a lot to talk to, a lot to talk to, a A lot lot to to talk talk about. (laughs) And I will be talking to you and all of you fine listeners out there about it. Headphones that work. This is a great show. Now this is a this is a fantastic establishment, Mitch. But Mitch, Jack left uh, Jack left blind people in the dust uh, just before the show. He was so focused on getting on air, and I said, "Where are my headphones?" Because they were like. You know, over on the other side of the table, and I'm like sprawled across the table, looking like an octopus. Like, and Jack just let it happen. I'm gonna be honest. I'm gonna be honest. I was so focused on getting everything set up in the last like 45 minutes of scramble uh, that I as he time. eats on air. Wow! Did you just take a bite of your fries. Hell yeah, dude! I got lunch to eat, man. <laughs> oh wow! It <laughs> must be a wonderful listening. Who experience. wants cold fries? I'm uh, look. <laughs> For the rest of the show, you a will never know. You'll you never know. <laughs> God. You'll never know when I'm eating. But anyway, we do have a lot to get to. MLB Free Agents, we highlighted some of the key ones last time on our Monday show. Today, really nothing of much has changed and been not being any big signings. I'm going to miss Gene Segura. I'm going to miss buddy. Gene Segura's option was declined by the Phillies, so he will be hitting the free agent market officially, along with joining Zach Eflin as a free agent. Thank and God. Uh, Thank God. a couple others I'm missing or no? Probably some believers. Uh, Robertson. Phil- I mean, a lot of money came off the books. Robertson's Gregorius, a free agent. Segura, Eflin, Robertson. Yeah, because Robertson was a rental we got at the deadline. Um, Thor's out of here, right? Or does he have one more year? Um, That's a good question. No, he signed a one-year deal. He's out. Gone. All right, good. Get me some real pitchers, please, in Philly. I need some real pitchers up in here. Yeah, dude. Y'all get me real pitching up in here, up in here. Y'all gonna bring me a World Series up in here. Up in here. So, uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Sorry about that. But, um, <laughs> Just do, you mind? do you mind? Do you mind? Do you mind? That is, you gotta um, play that lost audio. <laughs> yes, we could find that. Yes, we could find that and, and play I'm that and make it into a sweet Smedley. Uh, yeah. Do you mind? Do you mind? <laughs> do you mind? Uh, but yeah, Mitch, man. Um, I asked you on Monday, you know, what was your big bursting, uh, you know, free agent take and like, you know, where would the biggest maybe surprise or your hottest take? And you said Trey Turner to the Phillies, not really a hot take, but not really a hot that's take. Just, just the one I'm most confident in. Yeah, it's one you're most confident in. But uh And and Jack thought that uh Trey Turner to the Mets was gonna happen on Monday. We have reached Wednesday, it has not happened. I was uh, I no, I the, didn't the think the warning okay. sirens, the nuclear fall. I did not think it was gonna happen. I here. was wanting it to happen. I was trying to will it to happen, but it's not it's not happening right now, and uh, maybe it won't happen. I don't know. Maybe it's not the best course of action. The Mets right, have Jack. bigger fish to fry. Jacob DeGrom's market is starting to heat up. The Braves and Rangers are two key names to look out for there. Please do not go to the Braves. Are and you kidding me? The, and the Mets uh, have been – apparently the word from the Mets camp and Billy Epler is that, uh, you know, if there's a offer of four years and a high asking price for DeGrom, like a high number uh, total for the offer, which it would definitely be because he's Jacob DeGrom – uh, that the Mets would be a little reluctant to match it. So that's going to be interesting to monitor 
So you're telling me, uh, <laughs> Jack, d- uh, Mets fans find out Jacob DeGrom not coming back. Why not? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that would be a little tough. That would be a little unfortunate. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Mitch. I can't wait to see him leave. Would you, rather him, would you rather him stay with the Mets or go to the Braves? I'd rather Jake. Okay. Oh, man. Um, the Braves already have enough. Okay. The Mets have proven that they can screw up the assets they have here. Um, so I'm fine with that. The Mets can keep them. They're a factory of sadness, and they'll continue that way, no matter if he's there or not. I, I worry about the Braves. They're more competent. They have a World Series last year, so they yeah, scare they me. They didn't do much this year. No, no, nah, the Phillies made sure of that. Game three has turned into a rout. I love that call from Joe Davis. So beautiful. Joe Davis did a really good job, I he must say. He is an incredible broadcaster. Absolutely great, especially contrasting from uh, Michael Kay, who is a little less than Joe Davis. Um, I did not enjoy You know, Michael Kay, see ya! Ah, <laughs> oh, man. But, but yeah, Joe about- Davis, he, he was – the thing I like about Joe Davis, all of his home run calls are different, you know? It doesn't get repetitive. There's something new for every home run. Like, a lot of times, it's gone! But, you know, like, um, like Schwarber tees off. Harper, the swing of his life. Reese Hoskins owning October. Like He knows so how to many- put his stamp on a moment. He knows how to classify a moment. Yeah, he knows how to – it's like – it's almost like an illustration. He, he, you know, you see the moment unfolding in front of your eyes, and then you hear it, and you're like, "These like are the like a perfect choice of words to illustrate what's yeah, going on." Absolutely, it's like he does an incredible job of magnifying the right moments and not getting too excited at some other moments. So, I mean, there's a lot that goes into broadcasting, and uh, you know, we could sit here and talk all day. I love about broadcasting because it is a integral part of the sports viewership experience, but. With that being said, we will have to steer our discussion to a KU Notebook message. Ooh. Attention KU community. The Kutztown Folk Music Society's 2022-2023 season continues on Friday night, February 10th, with a performance by Hannah Violet. The terrific leader of the Hannah Violet trio, her beautiful voice, whether on guitar or fiddle, will really draw your attention. There may even be a surprised guest musician. The performance takes place at St. Paul's UCC, which is located at 47 South White Oak Street in Kutztown. Doors open at 6 p.m. and the performance begins at 7.30 p.m. The parking and the entrance to the church are at the rear in the alley. Admission for adults is a $9 donation, while children 12 and under can attend for free. Food and drink will not be served. For more information, you can contact Keith Brinsenhoff at 484-336-9639 or St. Paul's UCC at 610-683-3393. We hope to see you there. This message of community interest brought to you by... The radio voice of Kutztown University, KUR. Welcome back to Heavy Eaters, everybody. Jack Heim, yes, Mitchell Smedley. Getting back into our broadcasting slash trying to steer this MLB discussion on the right track. But uh, before we actually steer it properly, though, if you had to pick one favorite voice in sports right now, who is it? And then all time. Ooh, that's a, that's a hard question. question isn't it is it? a hard question. There's a lot of great broadcasters. You know, I love Brendan Burke, who does the Islander games. He also does uh, national stuff on TNT for hockey. He's a really mm-hmm. good voice. Um, now I'm a little biased, but I like Gary Cohn for the Mets. But he's you know, it's awful. just biased for me because I'm a big I'm Mets, sorry. and he is not awful. Gary Cohn way better. Do you think he's better than Michael K? Uh I I would prefer 
to listen to it's out of here rather than see ya <laughs> about like a thousand times during a during a season yes so yeah i mean because if i had to pick it's out of here like that's it's like donald duck but it sounds like a little more emotional than see ya if i had to pick my favorite like is it national or just in general let's go national first okay um let me think because obviously the best local one is merrill reese it's not even close I have, you know, Joe Davis has really climbed Joe the Davis, list. He shot up my list this year. He really climbed the list a lot. But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I th- you know what? Yeah, I think I might have to go Joe Davis. You're going to go right Joe now. Davis? Right okay. now. It can change. Yeah, because in football, you're looking at the, the icons right now are like Jim Nance and uh, Joe Buck. Al Michaels, I think, is top of the list in the NFL. Um, you know, but I, I think you're right. I think Joe Davis has really really shot up the list like a lot i mean who are the uh who are the current hockey ones i know uh kenny does some of them kenny albert um but other than that i mean it it seems like pretty varied there's not one consistent big time voice uh right now uh ever since the absence of uh mike emmerich who was one of the best voices of all time i agree i absolutely beautiful voice great career uh, I was so sad when he retired. Um, for me, if I had to go favorite national broadcaster right now, um, I mean, play-by-play, play, so that takes out Tony Romo. I like Tony Romo as a broadcaster, but uh, I might have to go Davis um, as well. I also like Matt Vesturgeon, other uh, baseball guy there. He's not national anymore now. He does the Angels, right? Yes. Yeah, so I like him. Uh, I, I might join you on the Joe Davis one, especially after this magical run the Phils just went on to the tune of Joe Davis for most of it. Um, and then of all time, a um, lot of lot of good options here. I might go Emmerich, though. I think Emmerich is fantastic. And this isn't to discount my favorite two local guys, obviously, Tom McCarthy, Merrill Reese for the Phillies and Eagles, uh, respect, respectively, just two amazing careers by guys that have been doing it a long time. Uh, Harry Callis. Very good. A lot of people here say he's the greatest of all time, but uh, I like Emmerich. I think he brought more to the uh, to the sport than many people have to their respective sports ever. I agree. Doc Emmerich, one of the best to ever do it, one of the best to get behind a microphone. He just gave you that certain feel while watching a hockey game. You knew it was important when Doc Emmerich was calling it, and he always found a way to make the big moments feel just that much bigger. And uh, you know the job he did, and it, it really is still. You know, his absence behind the mic in hockey, I mean, it's, it's look, a, there's a void, lot. Of, there's man. a lot of great broadcasters, and Kenny Albert does do a really, really good job, but it's really hard to fill the shoes that Mike so Emmerich had. Difficult. It was just, the, the impact he had on the sport was borderline unmeasurable. I mean, yep. the job he did, quite fantastic. But we I love his verbiage, you know, <laughs> he yes. like, he would, and he wouldn't even rehearse it, too. It's shoveled on over here, and it's skedaddled over to the corner, and then it's going to be, you know... Like he would just sometimes seemingly make up words. I think people like they they would start having counters on the amount of verbs he used. You don't get that from uh, from a lot of people. But yeah, there's a lot of a lot of great um, football announcers too. You know, Kenny Albert does some of it. Uh, Ke- like I'm trying to think of guys I haven't talked about. Kevin Burkhart before he obviously said what he said. You know, Tom Brenneman was on that list. Um, but you know, there's just it's so great that we still live in an era of great broadcasters because that's some. I think that's an element that doesn't get talked about enough. Um, and, and me being blind, that's what, that, like, that's what makes sports moments for me sometimes is the call of the, uh, of the announcer, the voice to the moment, because I don't see the moment a, a lot. I have to l- rely on them describing what the crowd looks like or, or what the players look like. And, you know, that it's a, a dimension that I don't think gets talked about enough. 
Moving on. Absolutely. Well, MLB free agency discussion. I mean, we would love to enlighten you with some big news, but that's just not the case. I mean, there's, you know, tidbits of, you know, who's trying to get who, and what, this is really the early goings of the process. It's a stalemate so, right now. Yeah, this is kind of like the, I guess you would call it a dead period, but... Scott Boris is working his butt off. Right yeah, <laughs> one of the he's one of the busiest men in America right now <laughs> with all the clients he's got represented. So yeah, yeah it's just you know it's going to be interesting to see how this free agency unfolds. Who goes back where, especially for the Phillies and the Mets because those are our two favorite teams. You know, does Degrom return to New York as the days you know go on? It appears that's more unlikely at this case right now. Judge back to the Yankees. That looks dead in the water. That looks like it has a probability of you know zero. Um, you know. Do we see? I'll be the judge of that. You know, who do we see the Phillies get? Does Robertson come back? Who do they target? You know, Trey Turner is going to be a popular name among their uh, offseason boards. But, you know, if Trey Turner doesn't go to the Phillies, you know, who else do they target and pivot after that? So, I mean, it's going to be an interesting offseason. A lot of teams are going to be busy. You know, how do the Astros continue to rebuild and load up uh, for another title run next year? How, how aggressive are the Yankees in terms of, you know, they have a core there that they feel confident in right now? But there are a couple pieces away, and I think one of them is changing the manager, like we talked about on Monday. But <laughs> I don't think that's going to change, at least not for next year. But, you know, it's just going to – and uh, who's going to be that? There's always that surprise team that comes out of nowhere and gets the big fish. And you're like, wow. Like, who who's going to be that team this year, Mitch, to, that you think could come out of nowhere that has the capability to spend big and they're trying to turn mm. the corner? I think I have a team in mind, but I'll let you go first. Um, I'm interested to see who you're thinking. But, I, I mean, team that kind of lurks and, and – scares me a little bit in that department uh i don't i don't know why but miami sticks out to me they uh, they have a very low payroll don't they they do they yeah. are looking to trade pablo lopez though they were he was a hot commodity at the deadline yep. there was a deal in place for the yankees to send him to the bronx and send glaber torres to south beach that didn't end up happening but pablo lopez back on the trade market he's going to yeah. be a popular name a lot of teams are going to look to go after you know some reason, high-end starting pitching yeah the reason i say miami though is because during like during the deadline period they kind of Acted and and a lot of the stuff they put out acted like they wanted to see themselves as contenders, uh, like they were still trying to chase down a wild card spot. They were not. I mean, they were they, they were dead. And they finished. were out of it. Yeah. Um. But uh, it, it just seems like Miami wants to compete, and I wouldn't be surprised if they go out and grab someone big. Yeah, they're in the process. I think of trying to turn the corner right now. They're at right. a point where they're trying to build a team that's pitching first. Yep. Bring the bats up through the organization and then sign the piece they need to finish the puzzle for agency. Look, that Avi Garcia contract's not going to be good for them. He signed a five-year deal with them last offseason. Really didn't have a great first year down in Miami. He's got a lot of term left. He's not really going to be a tradable guy because he's not really producing. He's an aging outfielder. They need to rectify their mistakes from offseason. I think they could be a candidate to you know, maybe spend big. I don't know if they will, but they could be a team that does that. The team I was thinking of, however... I think the San Francisco Giants Ooh, are in a yeah. position to, I totally to spend agree big. With that. that's, because that's, that might be where Judge goes. Maybe. And, you know, the, look, the Giants have had really, uh, you know, polar opposite years. 2021 was a year that saw them win 107 games. <laughs> they won that? the division, lost in the divisional round of the Dodgers, who ended up losing to Atlanta and the Braves in the World Series. We, know how that, we all know how that story went. Last year was more of a dumpster fire. It was really bad from the start. I mean, they did not get off to the start that they wanted to. A lot of the key contributors on that 21 team did not replicate their success, which was to be expected. I mean, in 21, so many guys had career years. You know, aging vets like Brandon Crawford and Brandon Belt had, you know, resurgent career years. You were you expect those guys to, you know, taper off a little bit and crash back down to earth. Not that the level they did, they kind of, you know, neither of the two really performed well in the lineup. And then the pitching, Logan Webb, he was good, wasn't really as good as he was in 21 uh, and some other faces, they lost Kevin Gosman. That was a huge loss. He went to Toronto. So, I mean, 
things were bound to go worse than 2021, but I don't think they were going to go as poorly as they did actually end up going. Now the ownership there in the front office, look, their message is they want to compete year in and year out. They want to be right up there with the Dodgers in terms of, you know, not always spending, but in terms of competing for the playoffs and for the World Series. That's just the expectation. The Giants are a historic organization, and they had that run in the 2010s where they win uh, three titles uh, in five years. They go 2010, 2012, 2014 yep. uh, with that core of Buster Posey and the likes of a Mad Bum. The list could go on. But, yeah, I mean— for this team, I think they can really go out and spend the big bucks. They can get Judge, bring him back home. He's a Cali kid. You know, I'm interested to see what the Giants do. And I don't know if Judge is where it stops. I think they can really put their name out there in the free agent market. They can attract anyone they want. By the way, they are losing Carlos Rodon. He opted out of his contract. He's a free agent. He won't be back there. He's going to have a hot market. But for the Giants, I'm really interested to see what they're going to do. I think they'll go after Judge. If they whiff on him, they'll try to go after another big name. But I think a big name on the market will go to San Francisco when it's all said and done. 100% agree. 100% agree. Uh, if I had to pick, that's where Judge is going in my mind. Because I I've heard Judge to Boston a little bit. It's not like I heard a, that a It's not like flying across the media. But no, I heard it's, it as more of like a wouldn't that be cool for the rivalry. That's, I mean, that's Judge plays well at Fenway. Yeah, well... So that'd be a that that would be a sight to behold. It would be. That would cause Yankee fans some uproar. It really would. Yeah. That would yeah. that would turn the Bronx upside down. Just a so. little bit. Same if he goes to the Mets. Yeah, uh your Red Sox would be way worse. Way worse. Yeah. Oh, I agree. I, I am not a similar situation. We have to go to break in a little in, you know, a few in, seconds. In Thirty yeah, seconds. But, but one more point before we do is yep. that I am just I am not that big of a Mets-Yankee rivalry guy. I don't take the rivalry that seriously like some other fans do. Now, my cousin's a big Yankee fan, so I jeer with him a little bit, have a little fun about that. But in general, I don't think it's as big of a rivalry as some people make it out to be. It's hard to be a rivalry when both teams suck. Yeah, I mean, for the, I mean, look at the history of the Yankees, and look, the Mets don't have the history at all, but... You know, they've won a couple of championships. It's not like we're just some pushover slashes and never won a championship. But it's like... Oh, you're not? I mean, we did win 101 games this year, so... And you lost in the first round, buddy. When you lose, you lose. doesn't matter. The only team that gets remembered is the Mets went down to yellow and brown. That's what's in. Well, with Mitch continually roasting me about the Mets, it is time. We take our first break of today's show. When we come back, further going into our MLB discussion here as free agency is upon us. Many big names on the market. None are off yet. So much to talk about when we come back, continuing our MLB discussion right here on the radio voice of Christian University, KUR Cuts Down. And welcome back into Heavy Hitters. Mitchell Smedley on the mic, Jack Heim on the other, and the board. He does so much. He does everything for us. Hi. Jack Heim, we're discussing MLB free agency. The offseason is upon us. Um, and we're just talking about uh, some little rumors here, we're looking at, uh, at some stuff over the break. What sticks out to you? Excuse me, what? Well, what sticks out to me is uh talked about your Giants. We could yeah, we, I talked about the Giants. They absolutely are in the market to spend big. I think that's a almost a certainty. Yeah. But uh I think a couple of interesting trades we could see, you know, we were reading up a little bit. Uh A's could trade Sean Murphy. Now, he was a name thrown around at the deadline. The A's cleared house. I mean, that happened in the offseason. They were looking to continue to do that. Frankie Montas goes to the Yankees for in exchange for a couple of prospects that was headlined by uh Ken Waldachuk, a pitcher. Uh and a couple other guys in the Yankee farm system. But Sean Murphy was a guy who was getting his name thrown around. He's a catcher. Look, the catcher position is thin right now. Very. Uh, it's not. It's probably one of the worst times it's been uh, for the catcher position it's in terms of overall talent. 
yeah, I mean, JT's the best catcher in the league in my mind, but Adley's oh, upcoming. Yeah. I mean, Adley's so good for Baltimore. Um, and we could see we could see him, you know, transcend himself. I mean, I think he's already a top seven catcher in the game. I think he just needs to continue developing and he could put himself right in that top three. But in my mind, you know, Sean Murphy would have an interesting market. I'm not sure who necessarily would be the top teams to get him. Uh, I think Houston maybe could be in line for a catcher. Maybe they do in division because Houston you know, definitely needs a catcher. Maldonado isn't great. You know, Especially Christian Vasquez isn't all right. Bet. Well, I mean, he was also playing with a broken hand. So, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. that doesn't really help either. doesn't help. Calls. You know, you do kind of need two hands to swing a bat, and when you have playing with one broken hand, probably not going to be beneficial. That hurts. Yeah, that does hurt a lot. So, uh, yeah, definitely especially get jammed. in that regard. So. so, I mean, look, yeah, the Houston could be in the market for a catcher. I mean, there's a lot of teams who could use a catcher that don't have a, you know, a top-end kind of guy. I mean, the Jays are probably the deepest team in the league in catching. You know, they have Alejandro Kirk, Danny Jansen, and they have Gabriel Moreno coming up through the system. So they have three guys to catch who are quality guys. I think that I've heard that they're looking to move on from one of the three. And Moreno's too young and he's too promising. I don't think they trade him. They could get a lot for him, though. I think they do likely part ways with maybe Jansen because Kirk's bat is really good. The defense on the other side, it's 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 okay for Kirk. Jansen's a better defender and he's got a decent bat. So I don't know. I think the Jays are going to be in the market to trade a catcher as well. Uh, just another team that I would throw in there. But for the Murphy market, off the top of my head, I mean... The Mets have Alvarez coming. They're not going to get him. Phillies have Real Muto. Braves have Darno and uh, Contreras. They're not going to be in the market. I don't really think anyone in the East is going to be a suitor for Murphy in no, terms of NL. Maybe, uh, maybe we see Boston get involved a little bit. I think Boston's an interesting team because I think they ultimately want to bring back Bogarts. And Devers, they want to try to get him extended long-term too. I think they're going to be back contending sooner rather than later. I don't think this is going to be a team that's going to... Excuse me, go into a deep rebuild. But uh, I think it's just, uh, I think for Murphy, I don't know if he stays in the yellow or not. I don't, but it's going to be interesting to see how his trade market heats up as the offseason progresses. Speaking of catchers, Wilson Contreras is uh, he's gone. He's a free agent. Uh, he did not uh, take the the option. He's on the free agent market. Going to be interesting to see uh, you know where he goes. The Mets were a hot name for a while with with Contreras in the season. Very much, yeah. Uh, the then deadline. his name kind of came off the market. Mets kind of dispersed themselves from that situation, and uh, it never materialized. But do we see the Mets taking another another run at him here, or do they think Francisco Alvarez is ready? I'm not sure what the Mets are thinking about that, but there's probably much other bigger things on their mind with some of their own free agents. Uh, you know, DeGrom and Nimmo, we mentioned DeGrom already. Nimmo, he was reportedly, the Rockies were interested in him, offering him a five-year deal up Upwards of nearly 120 mil. That would be a hefty contract for Mr. Nimmo. You think that's where he goes? Uh, but he would. I mean, he would be going back home. He's a Wyoming kid. He grew up a Rockies fan. Um, I think he would certainly be intrigued to play there. I think there, if there was one team he left the Mets for, it would probably be the Rockies. But uh, please do. I hate him. Nim- I cannot stand. I really that do man. like Nimmo, but there also have no. been conflicting reports that Billy Upper, the GM of the Mets, said Starling Marte could get some action back in center field. And and you know, when you hear that, when you hear a guy maybe moving positions from right back to center. I feel like that inclines me to more believe that Nimmo might be on the way out, but I'm not entirely sure. That's just my personal speculation. I can't but, stand him. He runs down to first base on a walk. Dude, just walk. Come on. What are you doing? You don't like the energy? No, he's so weird. He's a nerd. <laughs> he's nerdy. I like I the know. energy. He's a high energy player. Oh, my I like goodness. It. I like him. He's odd. He is a little he's odd. A weird guy. You know what? He's a good baseball player. No, he's not. Okay. 
All right. What do you mean? Nah. You think he's bad? Brandon Marsh is better. Oh, my. <laughs> There's no shot you're serious right now. Um, no, no. I think in three years he will be. Okay. I could maybe see that because Marsh is young. Marsh is young. Dude, how about this prospect swap of Ohapi for Marsh? You know, we're talking about a thin catcher market. Phillies were loaded at the catcher position for years to come, uh, presumably, with Ohapi coming through the pipe and uh, gave him up for basically a prospect swap. And Marsh is turning out okay so far. Half a year in. Let's calm down. But, uh, you know, I think I think the Phil's got center field locked up for a long time. And I talked about that. That's a huge plus for them going into the, the free agent market to consolidate their focus elsewhere. Marsh on a very team-friendly uh, rookie deal there for the next uh, five years. So great to have him along for the ride. Yeah, I mean, look, the guy can't hit. I mean, what are you talking about? He can't. <laughs> what do you, What do you mean? He can't hit. Brandon, oh look, I, I'm not saying he can't get better. Fly you ball. Saw, you see progression. Right field. There it goes. So one home run makes him a good Marsh hitter. Marsh comes through. He's had multiple like decently hitting stretches in the last like half year. Look, you see his stance. He's changing. He's learning from Harper. You see some adjustments from when he was at the Angels to now the Phillies. What do you I have, think he's going to progress and like, get better, but right now you cannot sit there and tell me that Brandon Marsh is a good MLB hitter. You what is can't. he, like a 240 hitter? 250? Something like that? Let's look at the stats. Pull up the stats. Pull, pull up the up. first year and then the second, or the first half of the year with the Angels and then with the Phillies because I looked at the stats. I don't remember them off the top of my head. There is improvement there. Can't tell me the guy just doesn't hit. He's a nine-hole hitter. What do you want from him? I'm not. I'm not asking him to be this silver slugger guy. But like, you're you're going to sit there and tell me that he's a good major league hitter. He's not that good. I'm I sorry. I think he's decent, and I think he's only going to get better. So peak Brandon Marsh. Where do you where do you see him winding up? Because this is interesting to me. Peak Brandon Marsh. Oh oh, like down the road. Yeah. Like oh, I think you could best be of his career. Two sixty, two seventy guy with like twelve home runs. Maybe actually, maybe more than twelve because he had eight in the first half of the season, like sixteen, seventeen home runs a year. Two sixty-five. Pretty hit a friendly park for a lefty. Yeah, so then the home runs better go up. Okay, all right. You nineteen to twenty home runs. Yeah, that seems be, like it's pushing it, 20. but okay. Fifteen to twenty. That, that's I'd be fine with fifteen to twenty home runs from Brandon Marsh, because ahead of Brandon Marsh, I have Kyle Schwarber, Bryce Harper. Uh, a hopefully revitalized Nick. Ca- will Will Brandon Marsh hit more home runs in Philadelphia than Nick Castellanos? <laughs> look, look, what it boils down to for me, these stats aren't great. I mean, 245, 11 I home runs, 52, I 52 RBIs with a 679 OPS. Not good. Not good. Playoffs, even worse. 179 average. Yeah, I mean, that's flat out disgusting. Bad. I mean, oh my he, he was a liability. You cannot sit there and tell me that this dude was not a liability in the playoffs outside of one three run home run. He had a three run. He had other hits too, man. Come on. He was getting on base for Schwarber. I don't want to hear this. You're, you're just wrong. No, I'm not. You're just, oh my. He's improving. Look at homerism. the first half of the year. Ladies and gentlemen, homerism at his finest. Homerism? Yes. No. Yes, it is. Brandon Marsh will be fine. 100%. Anyway, we're Brandon not going to spend fine. All, more time than we need to talking about the likes of Brandon Marsh on the show. But, now, uh, so if it, that's how bad Brandon Marsh is, Nimmo is worse than that. So you're going to take it, uh, you know what? This is a fun comparison because you're dead wrong. <laughs> Please don't pull it up. <laughs> This is going to be fun. Yeah, fun for me. This is going to be interesting. So you're going to take the guy who uh, who gets uh, doesn't get on base that much. 679 OPS. You're going to take a guy who has that. Brandon Nimmo, 274 average, 16 mm-hmm. home runs, mm-hmm. 
64 RBIs, doesn't really steal a lot of bases, but at an 800 OPS, that is the exact league average. Now, Nimmo is also a guy who is great at walks and strikes out not a whole lot. And how did he do in the playoffs? Jack? What was his um, playoff batting average? Well, the sample size is also a lot smaller. So. Well, obviously. So. What was it? What was it? Uh, did he bat a nice show. zero in the playoffs? It actually doesn't show. I think he. I don't think he got a hit, actually, yeah. Uh-oh. So that, so that doesn't so that makes Marsh better. You, that, that's he cool. was a liability. Nimmo was a liability. Did I say Nimmo hit good in the postseason? No, Those words were never uttered. I no. just said Nimmo. I'm than just Marsh. saying Brandon Marsh is better. He's well, you're objectively wrong. I, objectively at, at what? Objectively at being a clutch hitter in the playoffs. At what? Did Brandon Nimmo have a game changing? The only three edge. Run home the run? only edge I'm giving to. Brandon Marsh He's also is better defensively. Defense. Yeah. Defense. That's it. And even that is, it can be up for debate. I, Marsh, I'll, I'll, I'll give him that, but everywhere else, Nimmo's better. And his beard. I'll take Nimmo running, and Nimmo's faster. I'll take his bat, and, you know, pretty much everything else. Outside of defense, Nimmo's better. And it's, playoffs, not, it's not a question. Brandon Marsh it's is, not a it's question. It's not a question that Brandon Marsh is a better playoff It's not a question that Brandon, Brandon Marsh Nimmo. is a 179 hitter in the postseason. That's garbage. That's garbage. It's better than Nimmo. <laughs> what do you want? When you have, like, 12 at-bats the entire playoffs, of course a guy who goes to the World Series. Whose fault is that? Nimmo should have stepped not up. Not fully, Nimmo. Hit some, he should have hit in 12 at-bats. He could have hit four home runs. That's just not who Nimmo is. <laughs> I know. So I know. Uh, who was the um? Who am I thinking of? Was it uh? Was it Lindor when the uh, fly ball left field? Oh no! <laughs> no, that was Canna. No, it was Canna. Yeah. Yep. Oh man! One of my favorite moments. No, yet. that honestly, was honestly, honestly, I don't even. You know what? That was now bad. that the Phillies lost the World Series. I am a pleased man because Dusty got the ring. That was more what I was happy about. But, but. Man, reminiscing about this year, no. I can think about all the great no. moments the Mets had torturing and terrorizing no, the Phillies. I don't want to think about it. Oh, it was fantastic. I will never live it down. I will always look back at 2022 as My the year the Mets made the Phillies field. their son. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the Mets owned the Phillies this year, and for that, I'm happy. Obviously, I wish the Mets would have won the World Series, but I can always be happy until 2023 uh, that the Mets absolutely owned, owned the Phillies this year. We ran Philly. That's all I could say. So... You didn't play us at our best. Most of those wins came without Bryce. I, uh, you know what? I think we still would have beat you pretty badly at your best. Nope. No, sir. Our best versus your best. I'm taking our best. See you next year, buddy. Oh, no, who it'll was be a fun. World, who, was a world, who was a World it'll Series be, team? Who beat fun. the Padres at five and who lost wait, to the Padres Wait till next year. Oh, it'll be fun. It'll be fun when we beat you down into the ground again. No, it will be not, real that's fun. That's just not happening. It will be real this, fun. The Phillies are objectively better than the Mets. Objectively. No way. Objectively. No way. Move on. No way. There is no chance. What are you on? What am I on? I'm on Marsh Madness. You're on you're on the Homer Homer Marsh side Madness. of things. Right oh, now. and you're not? You you're telling me? You're telling me the Mets are everyone a better would, team? Everyone would agree with me on the Nimmo thing, by the way. Mo- most sensible people about baseball would agree with me. And uh look. I don't look. The Phillies made it to the World I'm Series. They got a good run, bro. I'm just they got a good run, and the Mets didn't. I, and and the I'm Mets not going to discredit that. I'm not going to dis- discredit that. But if you look at the two rosters and you compare the two teams, the Mets are better. Where? Pitching? Sure. Hitting? No. Not even close. I mean, our lineups are comparable. No, they're not. 
Bryce Harper's better than like eight of your hitters combined. Bryce Harper is the best overall hitter out of the two teams. I'm not going to disagree with that by a mile. But and outside Schwarber's of that, second. No, he's not. And JT's up there. No, and Hoskins Schwarber is, up is there. not second. What are you talking about? Schwarber is not second. Who, Who is? What do you want? Who is out of the Mets and Phillies? Who's I'm the taking Francisco Mets Lindor. Oh come on! Who led the National League in home runs, Jack? Remind me. Remind me. I mean, Kyle Schwarber did. Yes, but, he did. But, but if you're looking, it's not. It's not just about the bad. That that makes a player. Oh, what you want RBIs? Well, we batted in the leadoff spot. Okay, that so, was how we ran our team. It's not all just so RBIs. We didn't have a chance there's to mop other up the stats RBIs. that matters. I mean, look, Francisco Lindor, I think, is objectively as good of a hitter as Kyle Schwarber, and I don't think that's a, that's not a reach at all. And I, I personally, I think Lindor is better. See, here's the Homer stuff coming out. Here's the home hometown boy from New York. Hey, I'm walking how? here. How is that? How is that Homer? Because Schwarber's better. No, he's not. This year he was better. Let's see. Let's go. Let's go look at it. Let's look. Let's look. Let's take a gander. Okay. So uh let's see. Lindor, two seventy average, three thirty nine on base, four forty nine slugging, and a seven eighty eight OPS. With a one twenty five OPS plus. How many home runs? He had I scrolled right past it. Twenty six homers, hundred seven RBIs, and sixteen stolen bases. It's about half the Along home with runs. five triples and twenty five doubles. Okay. So if you calculate the extra base hits. 25, 5, 26. 56. So 56. Schwarber's going to pass in there just because he hits so many home runs. Oh, yeah, because he cranks. But that's all he does. He hits singles, too. What are you talking he is, he, about? He, he either it's, a, it, it's the three outcomes of Kyle Schwarber. Home run, strikeout, or walk. You're going to tell me I'm moving, wrong. But he's the best at it. You're, you're going to tell he's me I'm wrong. He's the best at it. So, I mean. he look, Pull up his stats. 218 average. 323 on Okay, base. the first half of the season dragged that down. Over these two last two thirds of the season, he was much better than that. Okay. Better slugging. Average, better else? slugging because he had, he hit more home runs, obviously. Well, that's five, better five slugging because he's a better slugger. That's why. Let's see. 827 OPS. So that's that's better, higher. And 130, which is marginally higher. Uh oh. These are comparable guys. And I'm I would take Lindor in terms of Fine, have hole Lindor. Hitting. I want Schwarber. I want Schwarber. I want Did I I said I said Lindor is a better hitter. I never said he was a better slugger. Let's what? just let's just comparatively make that known. A better hitter? What do you mean by that? I you we, we apparently we want different things in our hitters. Then the league has moved. Lindor home Lindor's run. a more balanced hitter, while Schwarber's a more home run hitter. Take your balanced hitter. Take your balanced. I want a guy that can make you pay, buddy. I mean, Lindor can make you pay. Not very much. I mean, 26 home runs ain't bad. It's not terrible. Reese Hoskins had more. Is Reese Hoskins a better hitter than Francisco Lindor? No. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Stop this madness. All right, that one might be a stretch. We got to go to break. That one might be a when stretch. When we come back, we'll wrap up wins. our MLB discussion what I have just endured being madness. That was and I we was will, right on the Schwarber thing. You were not right on Let's the Schwarber thing. Let's ask the listeners. If you think Anyone out there. Kyle Schwarber or Francisco Lindor, if you could only have one on your team. Who'd you take? Lindor or Schwarber? Uh, you know, in known. the offense, defense, we're not talking about. It. You know, DM us on Instagram at Heavy Hitters Please. KUR. More Look at responses. That promo. We will tally it up. We will tally it up. Boom. We, we got will the promo. Yeah, we will tally it up. Uh, and uh, yeah, let us know. Lindor's better. We will go to break when we come back, wrapping up our Emily discussion and shifting our focus into NFL Week Ten predictions right here on Heavy Hitters on the Radio Voice of Cushing University. KUR cuts down. And welcome back to Heavy Eaters right here on the radio voice of Kutztown University. K, you are Kutztown. Jack Hyman, Mitchell Smedley. We had a 
I would say a little fiery debate. I like that. About our that was fun. That's sports talk for you right there, folks. About our favorite teams uh, and some of the star players. Um, yeah, it's Kyle Schwaber. So we have one response saying we uh, did have Lindor. one response. Lindor. Lindor. Two actually. Two. Two. One ah. on Instagram. One on uh, messages. Yeah. Checking my sources here. But uh, but we did have a comment also in from uh, you want to talk about Homer. Yeah. I had an Atlanta yeah. fan way oh! into the discussion. Oh, oh, you're... Tomahawk chop. What now? <laughs> and, um, man, we were talking about, uh, well, Marsh didn't really disappear in the playoffs. He had his moments. But we were talking about Nimmo not existing in the playoffs. You want to talk about a guy that didn't Mar- exist in Marsh the playoffs. Marsh disappeared, but we, we can let that go. Michael Harris. What happened? Wait, who? <laughs> Michael Harris. Did I say that wrong? No, no, no. No. I just meant he was so invisible in the playoffs. I don't oh. know who he was. <laughs> So uh, I was like, I didn't think I screwed it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's actually Michael Harris is second, though. If you want to oh, Michael, Michael Harris. Harris is the so <laughs> what differentiates a the second from a junior? Honestly, I have no idea. Is he I've royalty? Always, I've always wondered that. I never knew. <laughs> and I really need to get to the bottom of that. Marvin so. Jones the second, right? No, right? no, it's Marvin Jones Jr. No, I've heard Marvin Jones Jr. all my life until this year, and people are saying Marvin Jones the second. What? Yes. But his profile in ESPN Fantasy says Marvin Jones Jr. Bro, I'm telling you. So confused. I'm telling you. Um, and then uh, the other thing I've wondered like that is Sir Anthony Dominguez. I want to be Sir Mitchell Smedley. Can we intro me on the show like that? Sir Mitchell Smedley. <laughs> and, no. <laughs> and Madam Jack Heim. Okay. No, <laughs> let's stop that. Let's stop that right in its tracks. So we agree it's Kyle Schwarber. Well, you you can agree. <laughs> I will. It's Kyle Schwarber. I will agree. I have his jersey. Majority wins, though, Mitch. And although Chris is a that Braves fan. That is the fan, early mail-in voting. Excuse me. Although Chris is a Braves fan. Yeah. And I don't like the Braves. He does know what he's talking about in this debate. He He's a good man. He knows Lindor's better, and he knows I'm right. He Thank took you, the Chris. batting average. I'll take the power. Come on. Friend of the show, Chris. How did Thank those singles much. do for the Braves in the playoffs? Come on. Come on. The Mets and the Braves had the same number of playoff wins. Blah, blah, blah. And it's blah. because you people pay attention to things like that. When blah, it matters, blah. Kyle Schwarber turns blah. it up. I'm not going to disagree that you need power to win in the playoffs, but you can't be all power, all contact. You need a blend. And that's what leads you to success. And some guys are going to deliver the power like Schwarber does. Some guys are going to be the mix like I, Lindor. I also tried to point out the batting average looks awful because Schwarber was like a 105 hitter for the first like two months of the season, which is not excusable. But over the longer course of the, the season where he was a, a different hitter, starting June 3rd when he start let off the game with a home run, like it, it's a different guy. It's just different. And... He is much better than that 218 says. I'm sorry. He's just a much better player than Francisco Lindor. That is re- much better? Maybe not much, but he is a better player than Francisco Lindor. And a much better personality. Okay, we have a comment on Instagram here. Okay. Uh, Alonzo and Schwarber all day over Harper and Schwarber. This is bold. Alonzo and, Har- and Schwarber? Alonzo and Lindor. Oh. All day over Harper and Schwarber. Oh. Oh, that doesn't sound like a homer at all. Okay. More RBIs combined, comparable home runs. More because Harper was hurt strikeouts. the whole season, all and lead. Schwarber bats leadoff. <laughs> all oh lead. my, are you are you kidding me? <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> all, all lead to Alonso Lindor's tandem. <laughs> Folks, Mitchell Smedley has opened the door. He has stormed out of the room. He is irate. Mitchell Smedley is 
is mad. Is concerned. M- Mitch's medley is quite fired up. Mitch, <laughs> Mitch is Mitch is a little mad right now, and uh, I think this would be a perfect time to move on. I think we got to go to NFL now. Just gonna move. On. Yeah, let's go to the undefeated Philadelphia Eagles. Blah 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 blah. blah. <laughs> Eagles, Eagle this, Eagles that. We got to recap. E a l g l s. No. E a g l e s. Eagles, baby. I said that so fast, I didn't even know if I said all the right letters in order. I think you skipped the second E, maybe. E a g l s. Eagles. Eagles. Anyways, we had a Monday night football game that no one watched. <laughs> yeah. Except for Mr. Stop sign there. <laughs> oh, and um, Juwan Johnson caught the uh, most illegal touchdown I've ever seen out of bounds, but they gave it to him out of pity. <laughs> yeah. Oh, How about game. this game? Uh, Ravens game. win 27-13, advanced to 6-3 and three on the season. They are right back into the, the playoff picture. Are they leading? Yeah, they're leading the division there in the AFC North. That always confuses me that that's the North. But anyway. I know. It's weird, man. It's odd. It's a it's a weird thing. It's like the AFC Midwest and Baltimore. Yeah. <laughs> it's an odd division. Well, I wouldn't call the Pittsburgh the Midwest. Yes, it is. No, what? Once you get past the Appalachians there. You're calling Western Pennsylvania the Midwest? <laughs> no, what? What? Uh, they're blue what world collar. are we living in? They're blue collar. I don't know. <laughs> they make steel. I mean, not in the not in the heart of Pittsburgh. Nah. But, uh, Fetterman tries to, you know, make some steel. You think he's a steel worker? I don't know. In an alternate universe? Maybe. I think he, uh, someone told me he built a basketball court with his bare hands. Wow. <laughs> no, I don't think it was, I think they were lying. I, I think that's, I I think think that's they, a gag, but I'm like, not sure. Um, someone talking about, like, there was an ad where they talked about uh, his opponent having, like, a basketball court in his uh, in his house, and Fetterman made one in the community or something, and they're like, he, and he built it with his bare hands. <laughs> Build with image. his bare hands. By the way, congratulations to John Fetterman, uh, projected winner or confirmed winner in the uh, Pennsylvania Senate race. Um, we're not a political show, but you know that is going on. That is a world event. It is going the on. U.S. midterm we elections. We check news hourly on KUR. That is what we do. Say on our news uh, news uh, updates here on on our shows. But with that being said, we're going to get a quick message from the KUR Notebook. Attention, KU community. In honor of Veterans Awareness Week, McFarland Student Union Operations and KU Veteran Services, in collaboration with KU's Military Club, would like to invite you to a movie night this Thursday, November 10th, at 6 p.m. in the Alumni Auditorium, which is room 183 in the McFarland Student Union Building. The movie that will be screened is Top Gun Maverick. Yo! All are, all are welcome. Let's and if you go. would like to attend, please RSVP through Engage. We hope to see you there. Once again, that is tomorrow night. Where is room it? Room 183 in the MSU Oof. for that screening. This message of community interest brought to you by the Radio Voice of Chris University. Okay, you are Danger Zone. Danger Zone. Great song. Great song. Kenny Loggins. Kenny Loggins. I'm totally loose. <laughs> Foot loose. Kick up Sunday shoes. Well, heavy hitters, this is your show for all things sports talk and sometimes even <laughs> and a little bit extra. Singing. Yeah, you know, singing. Singing, dancing, bit. laughing, having a good time. I'm right dancing here. on my own over here, Jack. Yeah, dancing on your own, <laughs> celebrating your nothing. Yeah. Just like the Mets. Doesn't matter how far you go, if you don't win the title, it don't mean a thing. I At mean, least for this year. It was fun. Fun while it lasted. I'm starting to reach that. It was fun while it lasted. <laughs> Well, something that's not going to be fun is uh, this tomorrow's night, thir- uh, tomorrow night's Thursday night football game. 
It's the Falcons. Why and the would Panthers. that not be fun? It's the Falcons and the Panthers Why? because these two teams are not good. <laughs> oh God! Because these two teams are are terrible. My phone's about to start terrible up with some uh, some Southern texts. Yeah, sorry, Chris. Your, <laughs> your Falcons are not good. I don't know what you want me to tell you. They're, they're four and five. They're headlined by Marcus Mariota on offense, and hey, the, de- the defense is okay. Jack, Jack, respect first place in the division, will you, please? No, nah, not anymore. Oh, did the Bucks take it yeah. back? Yeah. Okay. They took it back. They took it back. They said, nuts. take it back now, y'all. They said, not so fast, Atlanta. Hey, second place in the division. That ain't bad. Hey, second place. The first, first loser. loser. Boom. Same page. That was nice. That was clean. That was smooth. Well, Mitch, you are a Panthers fan. They're two I and am seven. A this fan. team is, I mean, it's a very bad football team. It's it's almost a dumpster fire. It's almost. I mean, it is. Almost, it, I really it wanted to look like a dumpster fire because the, the dumpster already burned down. It's yeah, just they took a fire Baker, now. Yeah, they took Baker Mayfield out of there a couple weeks ago. PJ Walker's not that bad. Better than Baker. <laughs> my goodness. Deonta Foreman MVP. <laughs> Why is my phone playing music? <laughs> Mitchell's phone suddenly just, burst out playing and, and music out of what? nowhere. That is. Uh, Okay. Let's just say it's good that I, I turned it down when I did. Um, yes, because <laughs> that would probably would have been blaring. So uh, Check. <laughs> don't read it, but look at the song title. Oh my goodness! <laughs> okay. Oh man, that's a good thing that volume was down. Wow. Um, that's all we're gonna say about that backdoor NFL discussion. Thursday Night Football: Falcons, Panthers in Charlotte, Bank of America Stadium. The bank. I've been there, Jack. You have been I there. I loved it. It was fun. They were playing Cody Johnson when I walked into the state. They were literally, tell me if this is the most me thing you've ever heard. I walk into the concourse through the gate. You know what they're playing? Take one guess at the song they're playing. Welcome to the show. Yes! Cody Johnson, welcome Look to the that. show. I love that song, by the way. It's a good song. We should We should enter our show with that sometimes. That will happen. We will uh, make that happen. Welcome to the show. Be be on the lookout, folks. Couple weeks, so uh, we will make Welcome to the, the Show listen a cycled out. in a cycled in <laughs> intro song. So uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, I love that stadium. Um, but gonna pick against the Panthers. Give me the Falcons for this tomorrow night. They mm. are they have four wins for a reason. They're the better team marginally. Um, I you know uh, guy that's back. Name name name. Running back. Cordero Patterson. Cordero Patterson is back. That's a big piece of the offense that was missing. Um, he's back another week. Uh, he he scored last week, right? Yes, I believe he, did. he got in the end. Yeah, zone. he he had an angry run to the end zone. Yeah. He went right up the middle and boom, <laughs> lowered his shoulder, that. trucked him. Yeah. See you later, pal. Good Daryl Patterson, CP with a TD. Um, yeah. there you go. That's so, like a Gus Johnson call right there. I like that. Yeah. So look for uh, another CPTD. Did I get those letters right? CPTD. Yeah. Yes. And um, yeah, I think the Falcons will have a nice, uh, not easy because they both are terrible teams and it's a divisional rivalry. So, but look for the the Falcons to get that uh, that fifth win there, and um, we'll have to deal with some more insufferable Falcons fans. Yeah. Well, I think the score could be like something like twenty eight to three. I will join. You. <laughs> oh, twenty. <laughs> so it could be a blowout, Atlanta. honestly. Yeah, I'm gonna go Atlanta as well. Um, it's just I don't think it's gonna be close. I think Cordell Patterson is gonna run enough. I think uh, Kyle Pitts might have a big receiving game. I think this is a game where Kyle Pitts could make some noise. Maybe Drake London a little bit. Not sure though. It is Marcus Mariota at the end of the day. Uh, but the Falcons will win. They'll go to five and five. How about that? I no. I I'm going back and forth. I honestly don't think there's a blowout. I think DJ Moore has found some some semblance of a resurgence. And uh, Foreman's a decent running back, it appears. Uh, I think the Panthers do enough to stay in this game. 
Falcons by anywhere from four to seven. Okay. So, all right. Late well, DJ Moore touchdown to look. We will do a couple close. more games before we go to our break here for yes, our one. Uh, Mitch. Yeah. Next up. Next up. It is our German game, not London. We're going to Germany. Oh, do we have a Germany game? Brady and the boys. Oh, man. Taking on the. Uh, Oh, I knew this because they're on my fantasy. Oh, the Seahawks, right? Yes. Yeah, the Seattle Seahawks. Geno Smith playing at a crazy level. Brady, utterly terrible. Jack, what's the line on the game? Bucks minus three. Oh, that's an easy upset for me. Seahawks are going to take it to them in the uh, in the the Rhinelands. There is that where that is? is that what um, they call Germany? I think it's in Munich. 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 Yeah, Munich. Okay. So. They got a lot of conferences there. I know that. Yeah. Yeah. Not so fast, Mitchell. Uh-oh. You think the Seahawks are going to win this game so yes. easy? Not so fast. Oh, my goodness. Last week's win is going to give the Bucks some momentum. They will go overseas, and they're going to get that W. Brady and the Bucks. they go to 5-5, five and five and they win it. That's all I got. That's all you got? Nah, I think Lockett, DK, Walker. Th- there's weapons on this Seahawks team, and, and Geno is taking advantage of them. Can't say the same for Brady. He's got the weapons. He hasn't been consistently taking advantage of them. Um, I I just trust the Seahawks more. Uh, and that's weird to say. <laughs> Seahawks are just have been the better team this year. Huh? Yeah, they have. But it's weird. That's why I made that sound. Yeah, and I don't I don't know why they're not favored in this game. Give me the Seahawks all the way. Seahawks all, all the way. way. I will go with big game Tampa on the Bay. international stage for Jimmy. Now, interesting one. Vikings-Bills in Buffalo. Now, you might be thinking, well, the Bills should win, right? Well, not so fast. Vikings are a one-loss team, sir. Not just that. Josh Allen's status for this game up in the air. Up in the air. Had a UCL uh, potential issue, but they're ruling him day-to-day, his status for Sunday, and they're going to... I'd expect him not to play. I think he's going to... They're going to be safe. They don't want to risk Allen for the rest of the season. They're going to sit him out, which is why I will lean Minnesota to pull off the upset they are... Four-point dogs, give me the Vikings. Wow. Okay, this is a tough game. This is two of the, uh, in my opinion, two of only like five or six teams that really have a shot uh, to win it all this year. So this is a big matchup, Jack. And um, you picked the you picked the Bills, right? No, 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 you picked the Vikings. Yeah. I picked the Bills. Uh, I think Allen will play. Uh, and I, I think even if he's not at 100%, I think the Bills are just a much better team. Then the Vikings. Vikings do not convince me. There's a lot of weak competition in the NFC, much weaker than the AFC. Uh, the one loss is to the one real team in the conference, the Eagles. Um, I, I think Minnesota suffers from a lot of the same problems the Eagles have, which is that they're not playing a lot of strong, strong competition, right? We talk about you. You talk about this every week with the Eagles when I come on here. We're undefeated. You're like, but you, who have you played? Well, this is the strongest team we've played. We still made a mess of them on Monday Night Football. Um, I don't think it's. I don't think it's a win. Put an asterisk next to that because it's primetime Kirk Cousins. Whatever <laughs> knows he does, so that's true. That is a very good point. But now, give me the Bills. The Eagles' lead uh, grows in the conference. The Eagles will be up by two on at least all other teams. On at least two on all other teams. Yeah, Bills get the win. Keep rolling, Bills Mafia. Let's ride. I like the Bills, but I'm going with the Vikings just for the sole reason that uh, I just don't like. I don't like this. I don't know what this offense is going to look like without Josh Allen. However, Case Keenum will be in line to be the starter, and he will play against his former team, Minnesota Viking. That is interesting. Got to the NFC Championship, and I watched him lose live. Yeah, live at the link. Second deck up there, and then the Eagles went on to win the 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 Super Bowl. Bowl. 
I almost said the World Series for a second. <laughs> I, I was like, I was like, I'm gonna. I was about to say World Series. I'm like, wait, nope, no, no, no. no I am no, mad no. that the that Eagles lost right. the World Series this weekend. Yeah, that's true. And the Phillies are gonna lose the Super Bowl. No, they're gonna tough. win it. They're gonna win it. Oh, okay. okay. Bryce Harper is gonna catch a touchdown. That 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 <laughs> yeah, maybe you never know. Kyle well, Schwarber. We do have to step aside for Francis our break. We do have to step aside for our number one break. Let yes. me come back for hour two. NFL discussion continues, and we will move into college football right here on Heavy Eaters on the Radio Voice of University, KUR. Welcome to hour number two. Mitchell Smedley yelling into the mic as usual. Jack Heim looking pretty as always. Happy Schwarberfest, Jack. Well, it's over. Mm. It's over. Still Schwarberfest in my mind. Well, it's not. It's Schwarberfest for the next three years. He ain't going nowhere. He's going nowhere, cause he's stuck in this town hitting homers all the time in Citizens Bank. Well, with that, with, with what that was. <laughs> Little Morgan Wallen, Hardy action. Hicks gonna, tape volume two going nowhere. We're gonna, we're gonna get back to the NFL and, uh... We have some games to talk about. We have our picks in or at some po- uh, some capacity. We have a couple games here. Uh, we have the Falcons-Panthers. We both went with Atlanta. We split on the Seahawks and Bucks and the Vikings and the Bills. We are going to go move on, sticking with the NFC side of things. We are going to go to the NFC North dun, dun. with the Lions and the Bears. Meeting the at Bears. Field. Three-point spread in favor of Chicago. Three and six Bears, two and six Lions. Who you got, Mitchell, and why? This is an interesting matchup. The Lions coming off a gritty win over here's the a guy, Packers. No, now, here's a team that just beat the Packers. They got their second win riding high, and then, then you look across the way, and it's the Bears who put up a fight. Who did they play? That was uh, Dolphins. the Dolphins. They put up a fight, came down with a loss. Um, man, I really uh, – this is a tough one, especially since it's a divisional matchup. You know, for the Bears, you look at Justin Fields really taking uh, taking steps forward. For the Lions, I mean, what do you look at? How did they win that game? It was because the Packers were incompetent. And I think for that reason, I have to go with the Bears just because they seem like the barely more competent team even though they lost last week and the Lions won. Yeah, I will... Barely more competent. I will join you there. We're going with the Bears. Duh, Bears! Say it with me. Duh, Bears! Duh, Bears! Yeah, uh, we're going with the Bears to beat the Lions. What's the score? Nothing, nothing. Who's winning? Game. The Bears. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, uh... We're both going with Chi Town. The Bears win the game, and they I'm calling this city Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? I, I do know what you're yeah, talking about. Yeah, Trina Vega. Yes, victorious. Yeah, there we go. Well, pop. Well, no, I wouldn't say pop culture, but it's pop culture. It was from like ten years ago. Yeah, it's that a, was my childhood. It was a childhood show for us. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. I scream my name. <laughs> this show is all over the place, This folks. is awesome, bro. Chaos galore. One o'clock slate. We are sticking with it. Texans, Giants, and the Meadowlands. Giants, five-point favorites. I'm going to waste... I'm not going to waste too much time. I'm not wasting time on this one. Because either. it's Davis Mills. Mitchell's one of his favorite quarterbacks. Go to the general and save some time. Yeah, one of Mitchell's top five quarterbacks in the league, Davis Mills, uh, will not beat the Giants. They'll go to 1-7-1. Giants, 7-2. Let's go, G-Man. It's the Giants. Unfortunately, the uh, New York football giants are going to win another game. Uh, thank God, though, the silver lining here is that it will be against Davis Mills, 
my least favorite quarterback in the league. Oh, he's your favorite. No. Why do, why do you? Don't, don't do him like that. He's awful. But he's not awful. He's awful. Hey, I'm picking here. <laughs> Talking here on heavy hitters. Come on. Uh, yeah, give me the Giants. Give me the Giants by multiple scores. Okay. Okay, 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 okay. Okay. Ten points. New that York is, Giants. Uh, that is, uh, that's a little interesting dynamic here, Mitch. What? That you're going with the Giants by ten? Why, why is that interesting? I think that's pretty running the Davis Mills. I think, I think <laughs> you're it? becoming a Giants fan. Running the mill. <laughs> ah, tch. Yeah, it's weird. I Are keep you picking a the Giants. Giants. Fan? I keep picking the Giants. What? Are you uh, nothing? Am I a Giants fan? Yeah, you. No. What? Are you high? I don't know. You're you're picking them a lot lately. Because they keep winning. Yeah, it's true. I'm an analyst. Jack. Winners win. No, I know. I was just messing with you. Nah, sometimes losers win, like the Mets. They had a hundred of them. No. And they're terrible. No, they're not. You just don't know what you're talking. I about. don't. How many wins did you have? Playoffs. One. Playoffs. Plus zero, which would be one. Yeah, that's. don't try to add. Don't try to do some Adishan. So, uh, with that being said. We're moving on. We're going to the Steel City, which Mitch thinks is it's in the It's the Midwest, Midwest, baby. Let's go. We're going to the, end quote, Midwest We're basically Mitch, at the arch. You who know doesn't I mean? know his basic geography. But you think I, will... I succeed at maps? I can't see. That's 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 a fair point. <laughs> that that's a fair point. It's west of me, which means it's on the west coast. Yeah, exactly. Basically, yeah. What do they use Pacific time in the in the Steel City there? <laughs> With their rivers, the Pacific River, right? I feel like I learned about that. That's not a thing. <laughs> they have, Shenandoah they have, River. They have the meeting of the three rivers. Yeah, nah. Three Rivers Stadium. Yeah, that's what it used to be. Yeah, the the three rivers there are Steel River, <laughs> Pittsburgh River. And the Pacific River. Those are the three rivers. <laughs> I don't know the third one, but two of them are the Susquehanna and the Se- Allegheny. It's pronounced Susquehanna. Susquehanna and the Allegheny. Allegheny River. Ooh, I used to know this one. It's the... Uh, I feel like it starts with a T, but I don't know. It's a city wrong. name, I think. I'll look it up. Let's let's look it up now. You you talk. Well, we're going to get that. What are the three rivers in Pittsburgh? What are the three... <laughs> Oh, 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 I think it might be the Ohio River. Oh, no, 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 no. The Monongahela. Yeah, the Monongahela. And the Ohio. The Monongahela. So the Sus- no, I knew the Susquehanna was in the middle. Yeah, you drive over the Susquehanna when you go to Penn State. What are you talking about? The Mahana, the, the Tuatunga-Vailoa River is in <laughs> Pittsburgh. <laughs> the Tua, I mean. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I knew it was the Ohio. I don't know why I said city name, but it was a state yeah. name. Ohio. So it's the Allegheny, the Susquehanna, and the Ohio. No, it's not the Susquehanna. <laughs> the Mahanalila. No, but it is the Susquehanna. No, it isn't. The Susquehanna <laughs> is in the middle of Pennsylvania, in the heart of the Commonwealth, Jack. No, no. What are you... T- <laughs> Look at a map. See, this is the man that picked Francisco Lindor, folks. This is who you're siding with. Little do they know I'm not being serious I right know, now. I so. know. <clears throat> I know. But what I am going to be serious about is a message from the KOR Notebook. Oh, Attention KU community. The Kutztown Folk Music Society's 2022-2023 season continues on Friday night, January 13th, with a performance by Ken Garrett and Henry Koretsky. These two longtime performers will bring out the strings in different musical styles. The performance takes place at St. Paul's UCC, which is located at 47 South White Oak Street in Kutztown. Doors open at 6 p.m. and the performance begins at 7.30 p.m. 
The parking and the entrance to the church are at the rear in the alley. Admission for adults is a $9 donation, while children 12 and under can attend for free. Food and drink will not be served. For more information, you can contact Keith Brinsenhoff at 484-336-9639 or St. Paul's UCC at 610-683-3393. We hope to see you there. This message of community interest is brought to you by the Radio Voice of Cushing University. KU are heavy hitters. We are coming back at you with some more NFL talk. We will move on from our geographical disputes on rivers <laughs> flowing through Pittsburgh. Mahangalia. And go to picking the game. It's the Saints and the Steelers. Oh, yeah, Steelers. we didn't even do that. It's, it's the Saints and the Steelers meeting in the Steel City where there are three rivers flowing into it. We will stay. We will refrain from the names of those rivers Midwest for now. Midwest River. Yeah, yeah Midwest it River. It started with an M. Yeah. I was close. Somewhat. I start with an M. Yeah, I don't. That's my signature. M. That's <laughs> not, not, not actually my signature. My emblem. Well, at Acroshore Stadium, Heinz Field, um, Heinz Field, baby. Yeah, at Heinz Field, it's uh, the three and six Saints, two and six Steelers, two and a half point favorites are New Orleans. Mitch, who you got? I got New Orleans. I got the favorite in this one. These are. This is just another terrible game. This is not going to be fun to watch. Uh, it'll be fun to watch my roommate lose his mind because he's a Steelers fan. But uh, they just have. Um, see, now I'm going to talk myself into the into the Steelers because I think they have the better receiving core. Um, you know what? No, calling an audible. There's games like this all the time where the rookie quarterback that's awful, whoop, audible, has a good game, right? There's games like this all the time where he just shows the flash, boom, good game. And he's terrible for the next five weeks. Well, he did it against New Orleans. Um, I think this is that game. I think the the Steelers have the better receiving core. Uh, New Orleans can definitely run the ball better. I mean, not even a question they can run the ball better. Um, Oh, yeah, because it's Alvin Kamara. Because it's Alvin, yeah, yeah. Um, Camara, go to Times Square. Take a picture of me with a Camara. Um, <laughs> better, uh, better yet, pick the Steelers uh, to pull off the uh, the upset here. I don't know why. I I, I think um, I think he has a I think he has a good game. Kenny has a uh, good game there. You know, the more I heard you talk about it, the more you talked me into it. Really, I'm gonna go with Pittsburgh as well. Yeah, I think they stand up to the run right, and that's, that's New Orleans' strength. They stand up to the run a little bit here. They throw the ball enough, just enough. He has a decent game, and and the Steelers and and Kenny pull it off. So it's like a 2016 grind it out kind. Oh, of game. if that many, it's like a 16 13 like gross field just, goal fest. Yeah, yeah, Schwarber fest. No one scores a touchdown. Goals. No one scores a touch. Oh, come on. What are you talking about? 13, what are you saying, Mr. Squidward? 13-12 Steelers win. Actually, no, that means they would score a touchdown. That would be a touchdown, yes. Quiet, quiet. I realized my mistake. Lawyer, lawyer, plants for high. What if it's like a defensive touchdown? Oh, yeah, then that doesn't count. No offensive touchdowns, yes. Jack's saying. I am not on that camp. Kamara gets in the end zone, and I'll do my wishful thing, and Deontay Johnson finds the end zone. Now nah, he'll drop it. Also a possibility. <laughs> But that could that could lead is to another Is there anything goal. else we is, can do? Can we throw to anyone, anyone else? else? Pat Fryermuth. Actually, you know George what? I'll Pickens. change it. I'll call it Pat Fryermuth touchdown Steelers. Muth. There will be a touchdown. The Penn State guy. Yes. We know where that's at. Right there up by the Susquehanna. Uh, <laughs> I think you mean the Ohio? No, I guess. <laughs> it's actually the Delaware. Oh, uh, really? Yes. I thought it was the Mississippi. Actually, <laughs> wait. No, because, yeah, it has to be the Delaware because the one near us is the Nile. <laughs> Yeah, because that's totally not in a different part of the world. Yeah, but uh, Kenny Pickett has more... uh, I always worry I'm going to mess up Pickett and Pickens, by the way. 
George yeah, Pickens and Kenny Pickett, right? Yes. Kenny's the quarterback. No, Kenny Pickens and George Pickett. What? No, I'm just kidding. Oh, man. <laughs> See, now I don't even know. I'm going to go with my gut. Kenny Pickett yes. leads the Steelers to a victory. Yeah. Okay. What well, the quick? <laughs> <laughs> we will move on. The Broncos and the Titans, they meet in Nashville Let's at Nissan Stadium. Titans had a dogfight in Kansas City, fell in overtime. I like them to beat the Broncos, and uh, Russ will continue to not cook. Titans win. Uh, yeah, Russ will continue to um, to go stale. Uh, look, if you can stand up to the Chiefs like that, I definitely think you can stand up to the Broncos and destroy them and wipe the field with them. Yeah, to the Broncos. Derrick Henry, did, dude, do you feel this cold weather we're getting into here yeah. outside? It's Derrick Henry time, baby. Derrick Henry's heating up as we're all cooling down. And um, it's going to be a party in the Music City. The uh, Tennessee Titans, they're going for it. They're going to they're gonna win this game pretty easily. Not going to waste too much time on it. Well, 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 well. Well, 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 what? I said, well, 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 well. We were going to move on to our next game. Great. Jags and Chiefs in Kansas City. Kansas City, nine and a half point favorites. Mitch, it's time. It's, oh, no. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, my <laughs> Lord. I, I, I do not have that much uh, wild energy in me today. Chiefs win. It's a rout. Uh, Mahomes. Now, the Jags defense is good, I will mention. But, however, um, I think it's not even going to be close to enough. The, the Chiefs will win. Give me the Chiefs. They win big, 35-17. Yep, Chiefs, uh, pretty same thing that Jack just mentioned. Something like, yeah, like a 32-16, something like that. 32-13. I don't know why 32 is my number today. Maybe 31. But that vicinity, it's multiple nope, scores. It's I'm not holding close. you to that. You said 32. <sighs> no, I'm just kidding. Well, they, they go for two at some point. And Maybe. Kick a field goal and it's it all Andy good. Andy Reid. Andy Reid. I always... um. Gus Johnson saying Andy Reid like the Andy Reid uh, sticks in my mind because my brother always played Madden NFL 11. Yeah. And he was the uh, announcer for it. And whenever Michael would call a timeout, because uh, he always played as the Eagles, because we're the best, um, you know, it would, it would, fo- the role. camera would focus on, on Andy and, uh, and Gus Johnson would just go, Andy Reid. And then said something like, calls his touchdown or, or, or not his touchdown, calls his timeout or whatever. And then, uh, yeah, that just sticks in my mind. So, Andy Reid crushing. The uh, the Jags there. By the way, I Doug also Peterson. loved. I also love Madden NFL 11. Probably one of my favorite games. It was a good game. Up. It was, it was. Can final confirm. final one o'clock one o'clock game on the slate. Uh, Browns Dolphins and Miami Dolphins three and a half point favorites. Dolphins only three and a half. Yeah, man. Um, man, that's that's a low line right there. I, I assume you have the Dolphins. Well, I, well, maybe maybe this is the time for you. So I'll lay it out here. The Dolphins are the much better team, as much as it pains me to say it. I'm not on board with them, you know, getting far in the playoffs. But in the regular season, they're tearing it up. Undefeated with Tua as their quarterback full-time. Um, just two fantastic receivers. Their running game is is doing very well ever since the trade of, who was that, Jeff Wilson? Yes. Over from the Niners. And uh, I, I just think this team is, is very good. Very good, the second best in the uh, division, and one of the top three or four in the uh, in the conference right now. So, give me the Dolphins; they will uh, quite handedly beat the Cleveland Browns, led by Jacoby Brissett, and not much else. Nick well, Chubb will not be enough. Uh, give me the Fins. Well, Tua Tagovailoa River will uh, <laughs> go crazy. The Dolphins will win. Tyree Kill goes for over a hundred. 
Waddle goes. I thought you were going to upset well. of the week that. And uh, Dolphins win. They they coast. Yep. They coast at home. Pretty easy. We're going to the four o'clock slate. Colts Raiders four or five in Vegas at Allegiant Stadium. Six point favorites are the Raiders. Mitch, who you got and who you got and and why? Oh man, this is two of the most dysfunctional teams in the league right now. Um, do we have time to fully dive into this before the uh, for the break coming up? Not necessarily. Not really. Okay. Well, then uh, I'll, I'll pick the Raiders and I'll tell you why on the other side of it. Well, I will. Uh, I will save my my pick for the other side. Ooh, interesting. Uh, but yes, we will take our first break of hour number two right here on Heavy Hitters when we come back, wrapping up our NFL picks for Week Ten and moving our focus into some college football talk and maybe even some NHL if it permits time. Permits time. Thank you all for listening. As always, we will be back on the flip side of this break here on the Radio Voice of Kutztown University, KUR Kutztown. And welcome back to Heavy Hitters right here on the Radio Voice of Kutztown University, KUR Kutztown. Jack Hyde, Mitchell Smedley. Hitting heavy on your Wednesday afternoon. Yes, we are. We are wrapping up our NFL Week 10 predictions. We are moving to the 4 o'clock. Why are you? Oh, that's why you're (laughs) laughing. (laughs) That's why you're laughing. Okay, um, four. Finish four my PM. water, Jack. This is a national tragedy. Four p.m. games, and uh, you know you mentioned the Raiders, and I will let you go in depth on why, as as to why. Okay, so for those that are unaware, the Raiders are terrible. However, <laughs> for those that are even more unaware, the Colts are a new level of terrible. Not only is Ellen, Sam Ellinger their quarterback, but unfortunately, Frank like Frank. Reich, Locke, can we not? It's okay, buddy. <laughs> Frank Reich. Locke. I had to slip up with the time slot yeah. earlier. Did I do it again at four? No, no. Okay, okay. not as bad. Um, Frank Reich lost his job this week, unfortunately. Uh, you know, ex-offensive coordinator of the Eagles, got us our Super Bowl. Love Frank. Hate to see uh, that he lost his job. Hope he finds something else uh, in, in you know quick succession here. But uh, it was time for the Colts to move on. However, they've replaced him with a day of the week, basically. (laughs) (laughs) Give us the name, Jack. Jeff Saturday. Jeff Saturday. The former center uh, for the Colts when Peyton Manning was there. Yeah. So he he knows the Colts way. So that sounds great, right? You know, cool last name, played center for the city, right? Here's the problem, Jack. (laughs) Saturday. No, he has no head coaching experience. Eh. I'm sorry, I I added an extra word. He has no coaching experience. What is this? Here he goes. Jeff Saturday. Jeff Saturday. Rookie out of center. (laughs) You know, I told Jack, I told Jack when we saw each other earlier, I said, you know what this means, Jack? This means you and I are eligible for head coaching jobs. <laughs> I mean, I mean, yeah. I mean, it's Jeff Saturday. I mean, how do you expect the guy to coach on Sunday when his name is Saturday? <laughs> no. He belongs in college. Yeah, he probably knock it out of the park in college. So Chip uh, Kelly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Chip Kelly. You should bring him back. Uh, I would not support that. Oh, I would avidly root for that. Bring him back. Chip needs one more chance. Second chance. No, he had way too many chances. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I will never forget being in the car when we got the email he was fired. The celebration was lit. I don't know why. Anyway, so Saturday. It wasn't that bad. Saturday is dysfunctional. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, if healthy, is not going to be totally effective. By the way, I had an offer. um, I could trade DK Metcalf in exchange for Jonathan Taylor straight up. 
What do you think? No. No? Okay, keep DK? As of right now, yeah. Okay. I might offer Deontay for it. Upset of the week! Oh, man, this is bad. <laughs> this is going to look ugly for you. <laughs> this is not going to go well. <laughs> no, I'm just fine. Do you have anything else? No, I, actually, I'm just joking. Not for this one. Thank I do have God. one later, though. Raiders win. They win pretty smoothly because uh, Josh Jacobs is a beast. Yeah. But uh, and Devontae Adams is like better than the entire Colts team combined. Just yeah, a little bit. Derek so, Carr's a competent quarterback. I mean, need I go on? I think he wants to get out of out of Las Vegas. I would. So uh, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, except for uh, Derek Carr. Cowboys Packers. Cowboys favorite by four and a half. And I tell you what, that's it. This is the week. What are we doing? It's the week. Packers win. No, this is it. This is your upset. No, but this is just a pick I have. Wow. This isn't even your biggest upset of the week? Nope. Wow, Jack putting on his big boy pants. Four and a half isn't enough for him. Wow. Wow. Give me the stupid little cowboys there. Um, I don't think Packer I don't think Aaron Rodgers turns it on at all. Who's he throwing the ball to, Jack? I mean, it's not a good situation. Aaron Jones is potentially hurt. Um, this is a bad situation. And the Cowboys just have a better offense. They have a better defense. They have a better football team uh, in every aspect of it. I don't, I'm not even going to spend much time on this. Rivalry game, uh, but not one that is going to matter at all. It's going to come back to look bad. But I really just don't want to pick the Cowboys. I, I, You know what? Shake my hand. Shake my hand. I value that. That is good. That is a good reason. That is a good reason to pick the Cowboys. Or to pick the Packers, I mean. Yeah. Good reason. Cardinals-Rams in L.A. I'm not going to spend much time. No. I don't like the Cardinals. But, uh, oh, boy. Maybe I am. What's Breaking news. Uh-oh. Breaking news. No Matt way. Stafford has concussion. Oh. He must clear NFL's concussion protocol to play Week 10 versus the Cardinals. That is huge. Wow, that just broke. That did just break. And that kind of changes my pick. Wow. If he doesn't... if Okay. I'm going to go with the Cardinals just because I don't think he's going to play. But uh, it is only Wednesday. Ah, man, I'm going with Arizona. Whoa! Welcome to our club. And it's not because of anything the Cardinals have done. It's just because Matt Stafford probably won't play in my mind. Whew. So I think even with Stafford, the Cardinals would have won this game. The Rams are a terrible football team. I don't know if you've been briefed on this, Jack. Yeah, but... They are not a good football but, team. But they've been bad, and the Cardinals lost them earlier in the year. Right, but... It's getting worse. The Cardinals are getting better. They're getting worse. Excuse me. They have DeAndre Hopkins now. And that's it. Right, but he's very good. Do we What's have the status anyone of James Conner? Um, <laughs> yes, we do, uh, actually. We uh, have Zach Ertz. We have Rondale Moore. Uh, we have, who's that other? Was that Dorch? <laughs> Greg Dorch. Greg Dorch, dude. He doesn't really play. Academic special teams. Um, yeah, I mean, look, I'm going with the Cardinals though. Kyler Murray, Kyler Murray's just great. enough. Not yeah. good, not great, but uh, yeah, Cardinals get it done. They're four and six. They yeah. beat the Rams. Yeah, give me the Cardinals as well. Um, Kyler Murray's a very good quarterback, and he will show it this week. And the Rams are a terrible football team that's about to miss the playoffs. So have fun with that. Well, uh, it's time to go to Sunday night football. Bup, 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 bup. Oh wait, no. <laughs> 
Oh, I'm sorry. There's also another song. Waiting all day for Saturday night. Carrie Underwood, who? And then Mike Tarico. Yes, sir. It is the Bay Area, and it is historic, and everything else that happens here. And Christian McCaffrey now, and the 49ers. I don't even. <laughs> I forget who they're playing, but they're gonna win. I see the 49ers. Yes. Upset of the week. Oh, no. Chargers seven point dogs. Pick. They are gonna win it. Bad pick. What's worse, this is the Colts. I think the Colts, but this is a bad pick. This I'm, is a this is awful. I'm feeling gutsy. Who this are week. the receivers? Who Josh they, Palmer. Who are they throwing the football to? Josh Palmer. Mike Williams. Oh, is he back? Uh, he doesn't. I don't see him in the injury report. Okay, all right. So, uh, Chargers win. Chargers. The Chargers win. Austin Eckler gets in the end zone a couple times. Oh, Chargers just to shove it in my face. Chargers yeah. win fifty six. Whoa, no, I'm just kidding. Whoa, <laughs> just whoa, kidding. that's 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 let's pump the brakes. <laughs> No, nah. the brakes. Chargers do put up thirty-one though. Thirty-one points yep. on the Niners. Yep. In what world? Thirty-one twenty-four. The Chargers win twenty at best. No. What? Twenty-seven. 20, I think they could go over forty. Twenty-seven twenty. Niners win. McCaffrey warms my heart on national TV. Has a better night than Eckler. I just need that to happen. That just I, I need that in my life. I cannot fathom. Watching Austin Eckler outperform Christian McCaffrey uh, on national on the national spotlight, it would make me cry. Um, Garoppolo is going to be fine; he's good. Um, Herbert is still playing injured, right? Or did they take him out? Uh, he's playing. Okay, so Herbert obviously know we know what he's been dealing with this this year. Mitch, I have two questions. I have two answers. One, are the Cardinals good? No. Two. Uh, you know how many games have they won since Diop's been back? By the way, I just realized this. Is it zero? No, nah, they won one. I thought so. Okay, they beat the Saints. Yeah, I gotta trust myself. That was a national game. I watched it. Okay, well, uh, that that's all I got about the Cardinals. Yeah, part. one out of like two, three. Yeah, they're one and two since. Okay, back. that's not good. Oh my goodness! Monday Night Football. Monday Night Football. Oh yeah. Who you got? Who I got? Man, I think this is the, I think this is the week Washington turns it. No, I got the Eagles. Let's go Birds. Oh man. Dude, Taylor Heineke, like as much as I hate Jalen Hurts, Taylor Heineke is not a good quarterback. He's just a little step above Davis Mills. Offset of the week 2.0. Oh, shush. Quiet. This is so Do you remember what happened uh like every other time that they've played on Monday Night Football? Sorry for screaming everybody. Hopefully Dude, Matt Collins gone. caught a 50-yard touchdown. That's what happens in these games. No, nah, I'm just playing. Hasselbeck behind the defense. That's Matt Collins. Enough of me joking around here. Eagles win. They win big. Eagles win big time. Big time. Big time over the uh, soon-to-be-sold uh, Washington Commanders. Well, that will do it for our Week 10 NFL picks. We will shift our focus. Mitchell. Yes, man. Mitchell, we are nearing. The end of college football. Near the end of college football regular season. What are we going to do for the second half of our shows? A spectacle that is just so great to me. I love the college football regular season. I know you're not as big of a college guy. I know you like the pros better. But man, oh man, I love me some college some college football. Yes, you do. 
I do. No, it's good that we both love the uh, the other league. You know? Yeah. Someone's always passionate on here. Yeah, it's true. Well, I will get passionate right here, right now. Uh, some big matchups coming up again this week. There's never a dull moment uh, in, in in college football. Really, there's not. I mean, there's not a lot of regular season weeks that you can point out and say, well, there really wasn't that many good games. There is always usually a couple of thrillers that you well, can look at. When you have at. like 700 teams, yeah, usually you're going to get one good game. Well, I can't say the same about the NFL. Because there's only 32, and there's Does parody. Does that give you an excuse? Yes. Does that give you an excuse? Yes. Compare the number, the, p- compare the ratio of teams. You're also in the pros. Right. Compare so it the should ratio, be better in the pros. Compare the ratio of but teams. But it should be better in the pros. But that's divi- this, is, this is Division One. This is the pros of college football. Yeah. Okay, but compare the ratio of games played. I mean, yes, to mathematically good games. you're right. Obviously, because there's way more college football teams. So of course there's going to be a larger sample size to have better games in college. Right. But but that doesn't excuse the lackluster product we're seeing in the pros this year. No, I don't think it does, and I think that's on the NFL and some of their practices and it's on their their uh, on CBAs Roger and Goodell. stuff. It's it's on the NFL and and their negotiations with the players. And Roger stuff. Goodell. Yes. The second worst commissioner in sports. Second, who who got worse? Oh, Rob Manfred. 100%. Hmm. Okay. I kind of agree with he's that. He's terrible for baseball. He's pretty Adam Silver's not that great. He's I think he's better than Goodell. I don't Manfred. know about that one. I'll tell you why off the uh, off the air. Ah, gotcha. Okay. Well, college football time. I'm excited. My Knowles are 23rd in the in the college football playoff rankings. They absolutely stomped Miami 45 to 3 on Saturday. Get down. It was it was a beatdown from the time it started to the time it ended. And it was it was a sight to behold. I loved it. Knowles fans loved it. And uh that's really I'm not gonna spend too much time on that because there's a lot of there's I wouldn't say there's a lot, but there are some good games we have to talk about. Uh not necessarily a good game, but a team that I'm interested to see how they respond. Tennessee. They got beat pretty handedly by Georgia. We didn't really talk about this on the Monday it show. It was unfortunate. A lot of things happened, but yes, Georgia won twenty seven to thirteen over Tennessee. Georgia controlled the game pretty much the whole time. Stetson Bennett goes for two two fifty seven two touchdowns. Uh they had Lad McConkey step up. Uh big play from Marcus Rosamy Jack Saint, who caught a touchdown in the back of the end zone. Impressive play. Tapping both feet down right before the back white line. Yep. Yeah, I mean, look, it was an impressive win for the dogs. I think this is still the team to beat the reigning national champions. They're nine and zero, and until you beat them, They're I the am best. not convinced that They're someone someone can. So someone's got to do it first before I say, "Wow, this team's not a," uh, you know, there there is way to beat this team. You thought maybe Tennessee's electric offense could go in there and put up some points. They just could not do that. They could not get. Anything going on the offensive side of the ball. It's a very good Georgia defense. It is. And, and, you know, it's really crazy how that defense remains so good after all the players that he just lost they the NFL lose. draft. Oh, man, they lost a lot. Yeah, you're absolutely right about and that. It's just incredible. I mean, they're honestly, I think they're getting towards the point that Alabama's on, like the tier. Oh, I agree. We hold Alabama to those expectations. Well, they're, they're better than able... Alabama this year. Oh, yeah, absolutely. By a mile. They're at, yeah, absolutely. But in terms of like the standards of the programs, it's like, okay, well, we know Saban and them are going to reload every year. Kirby Smart is getting Georgia to that level if they're not already there. I think they are already there with Absolutely. how the defense is playing this year. Very great program down there. Absolutely. Kirby Smart's done a fantastic job really overhauling everything from the time he got there to what it is now. Georgia's football program has uh, ascended in every way possible. Better facilities. Uh, the recruits they bring in every year. They have boatloads of five stars coming into the program. 
the coaches that they have, the people behind the scenes that you never hear uh, have such a big impact on this team. I mean, I think that's just such a driving part of college football is that it's not just the, the head coaches, the coordinators. It, you know, it's all like the analysts and everyone that goes involved with recruiting. There's so much that goes into a college football program being successful that it is so impressive uh, to see these teams be that dominant year in and year out. Uh, you know, because you lose personnel, guys. I mean, the, I think that my big problem with Alabama this year, like why they're not so successful, is because... It's not just the offensive de- defensive coordinators not really being as good as we're used to seeing the coordinators be at Alabama, but it's that you know the guys behind the scenes, the analyst people, the guys who you know you never hear their names get called, but they're an integral part of what makes that program run so efficiently. Those guys have been poached. They've been go- they, they've they've gone elsewhere. They've gotten in, improved roles. They've gotten uh, promotions. So mm-hmm. it's just that that I think is why Bama is not as good this year as they've been in years past. Also, their road woes. Uh, so, I mean, yeah, look. I love George's, to see it, man. I love to George's, see a little parody. Absolutely. And what George has been able to do is just been simply sensational. They will try to continue it this week. Uh, who do they play? Let me go find it. At Mississippi State, dogs are 16-point favorite. They got a cupcake. They should be able to win that one. Mississippi State, 6-3. and three. They're not horrible. But, I mean, they're not a— they're Compared not a, to Georgia, they're horrible, They're Jack. not—that <laughs> that is a fair point. <laughs> Uh, I mean, look, Mississippi State, they're, they're not a Mizzou or a Vanderbilt, but, uh, you know, they I'm not saying they're going to win, but it could be an interesting Shade game. Shade thrown at Vanderbilt, by the way. My goodness. Vanderbilt's terrible at football. I know. I'm sorry. I, you, I can't dance around it. Good baseball school. Yes, they are. Very much so. So many fantastic players have come out of, come out of Vanderbilt. 100%. Including one free agent, Dansby Swanson. Oh, he's a Vanderbilt guy. I forgot about that. Yes. See where he goes. Vandy. You know, David Price really started that Vanderbilt pipeline, right? Really? One of the first guys, major guys, come out of Vanderbilt, and then that really took off ever since. I didn't know that. Thank so. you for teaching me. You are welcome. Appreciate it. A couple more big games we're going to talk about, not in terms of you know Georgia Mississippi State being a big game, but they are a, one of the best teams in the country, and if not the best, they and are they're the, out of the SEC. They are the best team. Some people like to throw Ohio State around. Oh, stop. That's not me. It's I'm awful. just saying there, there, there is a camp out there. No, Georgia is State the best team in the country <laughs> so you like that yes Little shade thrown there the Ohio the State. best team in the country well Georgia. Ohio State's got another cupcake this week they host Indiana at home at How the fun. shoe 40 point favorites are the Buckeyes that is insanity oh, my goodness yeah fat spread right there Indiana what happened I mean they're not good no I know Penn State destroyed them I know FSU goes to play Syracuse six and three versus six and three up in the Carrier Dome. I'm not calling it whatever it is now. It'll always be the Carrier Dome. I say this every week. Yes, will always remain true. FSU favored by seven. I like what the Noles are doing. Their rushing attack is fantastic with Trey Benson, Lawrence Tofili, Treshawn Ward will be back in the mix soon. Noles are in line to make a bowl game with their win last week. They are bowl eligible for the first time in three years. Norvell is doing a really good job of slowly but surely turning this program around. I will not ramble about Florida State anymore. Congratulations, uh, Jack. But thank you, yes. Enjoy your bowl game. Enjoy my bowl game. I enjoy my improving program as well. So uh, Good yes, on you. LSU, interesting game this week. They just took down the Tide at home. Do we see a little bit of a hangover effect here? They travel to take on Arkansas. And now, while the record doesn't say Arkansas is a fantastic team, uh, they are five and four. They have a lot of talent. KJ Jefferson, one of the better quarterbacks in college football. Don't care. Uh, they have Raheem Sanders, aka Rocket Sanders. Don't care. And yeah, I mean, this is a really, really good team offensively for Arkansas. They could put up some points. I'm interested to see how LSU comes out here and performs. Uh, they're going to uh, perform by beating them into the ground. Um, it's a three point spread. LSU favored by three. 
Yeah. Yeah. Give me LSU by like 10. A million. 10. That's what Mitchell says. That's not a million. Nah, it's Take true. a few zeros off there. You get 10. Just a couple. Just a couple. <laughs> yeah, there's not really much of a difference between 10 and a million, right? Exactly. Me giving Jack $10 is basically me making him a millionaire. Yeah, uh, precisely. You know, exactly. See, you get it, Mitch. Um, No, no. I'm just friend being a friend, you know? Yeah, thank you. You got to. Brandon, me. Thank you for your million dollar donation. Ah, uh, no, dude, just kidding. who would I be if I didn't? So uh, <laughs> we got to go to break. We do. <laughs> we do got to go to break. When we come back, we will talk some more college football before wrapping up today's show with a little bit of NHL tidbits and even some college hoops news. A couple big recruiting tidbits that I do want to bring up in terms of bringing some parity uh, because I think there is a lot of parity in college basketball. But with that being said, Final break of today's show. When we come back, wrapping up heavy hitters uh, with some very interesting topics right here on the radio voice of Kutztown University, KUR Kutztown. And welcome, welcome back. back to <laughs> Heavy Hitters. <laughs> oh, <stop. laughs> no! <laughs> that was... <laughs> what a time to be alive! I died! <laughs> I died! Oh, what a time. What a time. We are back on Heavy How many Hitters. times are we going to confuse Abby? I'm doing the intro. Watch out. Boom. Boom. <laughs> Welcome back in. I got to catch my breath. I Welcome for, back I in. I forgot you were doing it. I was, uh... To Heavy Hitters. <laughs> I just put on my headphones. I'm rushing to start talking. Uh. And deafening. <laughs> Jack is the board operator, and he turned the headphone volume knob Way up all the there. way up, all the way up, actually. So, <laughs> and now I'm Helen Keller. So, <laughs> thank you for that. Anyways, we're uh, back here on Heavy Hitters. Mitchell Smedley, Jack Heim, your comments. Uh, if you give them, man, oh man, uh, lots to talk about. We're in the middle of college football. We'll have some NHL. We'll have some uh, college hoops. But real quick, something I didn't mention on the uh, on the Monday show. I did actually watch one championship win, Jack, this weekend. And that is in a sport that I know you hate because um, you think it's just a bunch of – what are you doing? <laughs> I know you think it's just a bunch of rednecks driving around making left turns. Oh, my – however, the 22 in 22. Didn't say rednecks, by the way. I just said I don't like it because it's just driving in circles. Joey Logano is your 2022 NASCAR Cup Series champion. Congratulations, Joey. He's my guy. Uh, has been for the last uh, well bunch of years ever since oh, you know uh, ever since Earnhardt Jr. retired. No, I don't know him personally, but uh, <laughs> the uh, they call him sliced bread, Jack. They call him sliced bread from Connecticut. He won in Miami. He won the season. He is NASCAR's champion. Congratulations, Joey Logano. Moving on back to college football. Well, thank you for that update, Mitch. Uh, Congratulations to Mr. Joey Logano uh, for that win. Um, Team Penske. Uh, you know, good for you. I don't really care about NASCAR. Like, we, uh, you know, that, that was aforementioned. But Tell you um, what, it is still an impressive, good sport. It is still an impressive How I win. spend my Sundays. So good for you. Good for you, Mr. Joey. Yeah. He's a good guy. Sometimes. Well, well, well. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> he gets in a lot of fights. We will move on. College football. We're back with our discussion. Prime time, 3.30. It's the CBS on, uh, S, excuse me, SEC on CBS Game of the Week. It is uh, Alabama, number nine, traveling to take on number 11, Ole Miss, down in Oxford, Mississippi. Lane Kiffin and the Rebs go to battle with Saban in the Tide. It's 7-2 Alabama, 8-1 Ole Miss, tied favored by 12. Can Lane Kiffin, can Jackson Dart and company do it, or will Bryce Young and, uh, and, and the gang respond to 
you know, some adversity after that loss at LSU. I mean, they've had some road woes over the past couple years. How does Alabama respond, Mr. Mitch? By dropping a million on them. Yeah, I think I feel like that could happen. Now, the yeah. Ole Miss defense is very much improved. It has improved from the last couple of years. So this isn't the Ole Miss defense where you're used to seeing like 700 yards dropped on them by the Tide and 56 points, like that 56, I think it was 56-53 shootout we saw a couple of years ago in Oxford. I don't see that being replicated. I think the Tide win, I think it's a 42-28 to performance Alabama wins. Uh, okay. I just like the tide to respond. I don't see Saban losing three games in a year. No, not this at team's all. too good to do that. Yeah, so, something like forty-five to like twenty-seven, something like that. Yeah, Ala- Alabama wins. Alabama touchdown, Alabama. Well, uh, this is not a top twenty-five I hate matchup. Alabama, do you mind? I hate <laughs> Crimson Red. It's a country song. I know. I was just joking <laughs> with you, but uh. Top 25 matchup that I did not see coming at the beginning of the season. Number 22, UCF. I could have seen them in the top 25, but not this team. Number 17, the Tulane Green Wave Ooh. from New Orleans. They're 8-1. and one. Fear the Turtles. Top, what? Fear the Turtles. <laughs> Do you not? <laughs> the, the Turtles? I'm thinking of the wrong school. That's the Terrapins. Yeah. You're, 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 you're talking about Maryland. No, wait, but I feel like they say Fear the Turtles. Not for Tulane. No, no, I got a billion emails from Tulane. No, I know they're the I know they're the Terrapins, but no, I, I always no, thought that was a green wave. Right, but turtles are green, and I think a terrapin is a turtle, right? It's a terrapin. What's a terrapin? It's not a terrapin. I I always said it in my head, terrapin. <laughs> it's a t- What's a terrapin then? It's it's that's what you're calling it. It's a turtle. Right. It's, it's a, a turtle. It's not a terrapin. It's a turtle, though. Yes. So what? Why do we have an issue with fear of the turtles? They say it. I did not know they say that. They do. And I got emails. Not that I know of. <laughs> Maybe you know I don't. I'm about to search my inbox for fear of the turtles. Well, it's anyway, despite the turtle discussion, it is UCLA. Not UCLA. What am I saying? UCF and Tulane. Now I've got my, now I've got my <laughs> schools all jumbled. You're welcome. So, uh. No, it is not. It is not UCLA. It is UCF Central Florida against Tulane AAC. This is one of the biggest AAC matchups of the year. Uh, Tulane appears to be well on their way to the championship game, but uh, not if UCF has something to say about that. Uh, it should be a fun game to see. John Reese Plumley, the uh, Ole Miss transfer, now the quarterback uh, for UCF. He does. He's a great dual threat guy. He can throw. He can run. He can do pretty much everything. Uh, interesting to see how that matchup plays out in terms of his ability to to be such an efficient dual threat. Uh, and how does Tulane respond? I mean, their leading runner, uh, Ty J. Spears, he's got 745 on the ground, 10 touchdowns. Uh, not really you know, a lot through the air for Michael Pratt, but he's been efficient. You know, nearly 2,000 passing yards, 14 touchdowns, only four interceptions. So Tulane, they have had a great year, and uh, the green wave continues to roll on uh, with a matchup at 330 against UCF on ESPN2. I couldn't find it. Top 25 showdown rivalry in Autzen. It is Washington in, in Autzen. I like how you said that. At Autzen Stadium. In, in the Autzen Park in a lot. <laughs> at Autzen Stadium up in Eugene, Oregon. It's the Ducks, 6th ranked and 25th ranked Washington. Michael Penix Jr., the Indiana transfer quarterback at the helm for Washington. They've had a really good turnaround season. As for Oregon, Bo Nix, uh, the Auburn transfer quarterback, he has really resurrected his career. I mean, he is in the Heisman watch. 
heck of a year for him under Dan Lanning in his first year at Oregon. Both these schools have first-year head coaches. Uh, it was the tumultuous Jimmy Lake era at Washington before they moved on. And for the life of me, I can't think of their head coach. I think it's they, they got the Fresno State guy. Uh, I just can't think of his name. We're looking this up. We are looking this up. In the meantime... Kalen DeBoer, that's oh, it. Kalen, not much meantime, never Kalen mind. Kalen DeBoer. So uh, that is his name. I could not think of it for the life of me. Not but he for was at, the uh, life of me. He was at... Uh, he was at... Good Fresno song. State, and uh, he was pretty good for them there. Fresno State's a real place. That's where Derek Carr and Devontae Adams went to college. Oh yeah, I always forget that. Fresno, I California. always, I always remember. Like I always thought, whoa, whoa, <laughs> whoa. I always um, remember Fresno. I thought it was like a made-up place in Dog with a Blog. <laughs> <laughs> remember that show? <laughs> yes. Yeah. I always thought they made up Fresno. No, nope. because they were like, and they're gonna send you on a train to Fresno. Nope, that is a real place. They lived in Pasadena, which I did confirm was a real place yes, as a child. Yes, Pasadena. That is where the Rose Bowl is. Yeah, no, I know that because they, they had an episode all about it. They were decorating floats for the Rose Bowl. Yeah. I didn't know what that was. One of the most illustrious stadiums in America, the, not just college football. It's the big daddy of them all. One of the biggest and finest venues of of pretty much any major, I think I would say, American sports stadium. But it's prestigious. It has a lot of honor. And to play in the Rose Bowl is a special, special event. Now, with that being said, we do have a message from the KU Notebook Attention KU community. If you're looking for a club that seeks to advocate, educate, increase awareness, and provide a safe social and support network to Kutztown University's LGBTQIA plus community, then Allies is for you. Allies meets every Thursday from 11 a.m. to 12 p.m. in Boxwood House Room 103. Then, from 12 p.m. to 1 p.m., come join the LGBTQ Plus Resource Center for weekly coffee and conversation. You can stay after the Allies meeting or stop in for a visit and enjoy some fellowship. We hope to see you there. This message of community interest is brought to you by the radio voice of Kutztown University, KUR. Welcome back to Aviator's final edition. Well, not edition, but edition. final part of today's show is Eight the... Eight seven minutes in counting. Is, is the better phrasing there. We're I like Oregon to win this one. It's not going to be... Particularly close. Give me the Ducks. It's going to be a fun game, but uh, Bonex is going to keep building up that stat line, uh, and the Ducks will roll. They have a shot at the playoffs uh, after the way they started the year against Georgia. They could run the table, go eleven and one, and a Pac-12 championship could sneak them in as the four. I would say in the college football playoff landscape. Penn State hosts Maryland, seven two. Penn State six three. Terrapins. Penn State, I think, will win pretty handedly. That should be uh, say Terrapins. Yeah, it's yeah. The Terrapins. Yeah. The Terrapins. So. Terrapins. The Terps. The Terps. Yeah. So what? What is... Okay, so it is a turtle. Yeah. So we've established that. Why'd you get mad at me for saying fear the turtles? Because... Oh, because I said it for Tulane. Yeah, you said it for Tulane. Oh, and Tulane is the... Uh, the green wave. That's why. What, I, I just didn't see the correlation. Right, so what is the green wave then? Um, What do you mean? Like, what... what what is the, the wave? Their logo is just a wave. But it's not It's not like a wave of something? It's just, in a, my it's mind, just it's, a green wave. It's a wave of turtles. You know like a wave in the ocean? Yes. That's what it is. Okay, but water is clear. Not always. Do you see? Oh, no. <laughs> I... Cut yeah. the audio. Cut it. Well, that one's awesome. That's going... Oh, dude. Now wow. Third one at the station. It's okay. That's okay. It's fine. <laughs> But uh, no, I, 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 in my mind, it's a wave of turtles. <laughs> okay. Well, with Mitch's wave of turtles, we got a couple more games to talk about. <laughs> TCU number four traveling to 
Austin, Texas to take on the 18th ranked Longhorns. Seven point favorites are Texas. Can TCU keep proving the doubters wrong? Max Duggan continues to have an incredible year. I mentioned Kendry Miller, Quentin Johnson. That was all on the Monday show. TCU and Sunny Dykes, they're looking to go 10 0 and take down one of their biggest tests remaining in Texas. That one should be a fun one. Saturday, 7 30. That is the ABC game of the week. That's going to do it for our college football side of things, though. Mitch, let's uh, hit that NHL. NHL, real quick. Um, Islanders, Devils, the they're rolling. Top two in the Metro. Islanders. Come back, beat the Rangers 4-3 Madison Square Garden last night. They're 9-5, 18 Great points win. in the year. Great Devils, win. they're surging. They're 10-3. Vitek Vanacek off to a hot start in his Devils career. Bruins continue to keep it hot, 11-2. Detroit and Toronto follow there. I wish I would have more time to go in depth on this, but unfortunately that is not the case we are in. Flyers Jets, have a 7-3-2 record, Jack. They are. Flyers not doing not doing so bad. They're doing hey, it should a have been an awful expected. year. I don't know what's going on. This is crazy. John Tortorella changing things fast in Philly. Winnipeg has won six of the last seven. They're 8-3-1. They are atop the Central for the first time in a long time. Dallas shortly follows who... Winnipeg beat up pretty bad last night, and Colorado sits in third. Vegas, they're 12-2. and two. Jack Eichel and company looked good. Logan Thompson remains looking good in net. Riley Smith had a couple goals in their comeback OT win at Toronto. They're 12-2. and two. Bruce Cassidy, the new coaching hire for Vegas, is working out perfectly, yes, sir. as is Jim Montgomery up in Boston. I listened to the 32 Thoughts podcast by Elliot Freeman, one of the insiders up uh, on TSN, Hockey Night in Canada, all the things there. He's one of the lead NHL insiders. Uh, but yes, I was listening to an interview with Patrice Bergeon earlier today. Uh, incredible listen, so I would go check that out uh, just because he's one of the better guys uh, on the, in the NHL realm of things. He's a good reporter, uh, and that, I do really like that podcast. I don't really promo things I listen to often on the show, but that is one thing I do really like. So um, that's just my thing, though, for that. Not not too much more time on that. McDavid continues to roll. He's got 14, 14 goals in 14 games. He's on a 50 goals in 50 game pace. Uh, Connor McDavid. One of the greatest players of this generation, probably one of the greatest players uh, we we have witnessed in our lives, Mitch. He is very good. Can confirm. Uh, Can, yeah. Have you watched the film? He is a great player. He he is a stud. He so. is absolutely a stud. Uh, outside of that, we will get to NHL a little bit more on the Monday show. Uh, yeah. We will try to reel things in there more next time. In terms of college basketball, though, uh, the season's upon us. Chaos is already starting. 11 teams, I think, have already lost by games to teams that they pay to come into their building and play them. Uh, not a uh, not a good look, but uh, Georgetown, they lost last night to Coppin State. I was tuning into that one as they went to overtime. Georgetown survived. Georgetown won. Uh, but the tidbit I was trying to get to, Colorado, uh, they got the best recruit in uh, their program's history. They got in a top 25 talent, five-star Cody Williams is heading to Boulder, Colorado. Wow. Incredible. I mean, it's just... This is the stuff you see really in college basketball that I'm you don't really see too much of, I think I don't think in college football anymore. I mean, I think he's a Vegas kid, but yeah, I mean, look, I'm a big college hoops guy. I love the whole right I love the season. I love March Madness, everything that goes in there. I'm just a big college sports guy. But uh yeah, it, it's it's awesome to see that kind of stuff happen. Colorado's not a program you think of in basketball. Excuse me, basketball is like, oh wow, this is just a, they're, they're not the Kansases of the world. They're not the Kansas, the Dukes, the UNCs. They're not even close to that realm. They don't sniff it. But uh, it's awesome to see those kind of programs who are still, you know, power five slash power six of the Big East, uh, you know, getting those types of recruits. So interesting to see uh, what his impact for the Buffs, uh, the Buffaloes, will be. But uh, yeah, college basketball is underway. So many conferences. Uh, there's going to be a lot of fun mid-major races to watch the whole way. I want to. I just want to say one. I'm really intrigued in the CAA. Uh, Towson is projected favorite, but Hofstra follows close behind. I do have ties to Hofstra. It's where my cousin goes to school, so I do pull for them a little bit. A little bias there. But, yeah, man, college basketball is back. It has only just begun. There will be so much more to talk about in that uh, side of things as the week continue to progress on. Mitch, anything you'd like to add? 
for no, NHL or college uh, basketball? That's pretty much just I'm I'm stunned by the Flyers start. It's really incredible. Even um you know, Carter Hart's found resurgence. I think their backup, I forget his name, just had a, his first start last night. It was a win. Um, everything's coming up Philly right now. What can I say? Except for a couple more games in Houston. But life goes on. Life, life goes does on. go on. Flyers. And no, to answer your earlier question, I cannot see. I did, uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I love it. I was terrible. Don't be sorry. So Flyers blitzed the Blues last night 5-1. to one. Yes, it is that time again. We will have to sign off, unfortunately. I would love to just sit here and talk sports all day, but that is not the reality of the world that we live in. Uh, so we will sign off. I just want to thank everybody for tuning into the show. As always, your listenership is very much appreciated by Mitchell and I and everyone here at KUR. Uh, we love all our shows to have great numbers. Joe's great uh, listenership and audience interaction with the station. Once again, check out our Instagram at Heavy Hitters KUR. Any suggestions for the show, things you'd like to be talked about more, maybe less, or recommendations how the show can get better in your eyes because we are tailoring our product to you, the listener. Thank you all for listening. Once again, we have plenty more shows coming up tonight, so stick in. Don't go anywhere. KUR, great things coming your way for the rest of the day with some incredible more student-run shows. Thank you all for tuning in once again for Jack and Mitchell uh, signing off till Monday.